Welcome, welcome, welcome to The Sigma Show, episode 113. I am your host, Sigma. Just before I let you know who's going to be joining me this week, uh, we'll go over what our topics will be. Uh, first up, PlayStation has finally uh, released the details of their Project Q handheld. It is officially called the PlayStation Portal. It will launch for $199, um, and it kind of has a bunch of caveats. We'll get into that. Um, other than that, uh, Microsoft, in their uh, quest to finalize this uh, Activision Blizzard acquisition, have made a new licensing deal for streaming rights with Ubisoft, of all companies, in order to appease the CMA. Uh, so I believe some reworking has to be done with the deal to see if this thing goes through, but we'll talk about maybe what those details are, what that could mean for both Ubisoft and Microsoft and like this whole deal in general. And here to speak with me about these topics today, Honey Money. Hello. Jamate, also known as Design Delve. What's good, team? It me. And Rexicon Jesse. Hey, that's me. I don't know how I always end up last in every single live stream I'm on, but I do. So it's, hey, it's fun <laughs> to bring up the rear. It's the, uh, what do you call it? The alphabetical order of your names. Like R is so far at the back of the library mm. that in most cases, you are just before me because I'm technically usually always last. Unless like Jeff is on stream oh. with me. <clears throat> uh, so that's the answer to that mystery. Welcome everybody. Oh, <laughs> Uh, I, I see all of you guys' emojis in the chats. Welcome. Yep, that's us. Great. Awesome. Yeah. We're here. Um, as we tend to do, uh, we'll start with, you know, what we've been playing, what we've been watching, uh, just general stuff that you want to uh, let the others know. Uh, last week was almost all Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, so I won't, I won't ban Baldur's Gate 3 talk from this stream because I know we have an entirely different new set of people, but I will ask to please... <laughs> let's not fill the entire yeah, the entire podcast with it but uh, anybody feel like going first I mean I can go right ahead go ahead I'm, I'm very unorthodox one time on NPR we uh, we were listening and they were like hey the like track and field thing is happening and it gets way less uh, buzz than the Olympics but it's really cool everyone should watch it and we were like the heck is track and field so we went and we looked it up and my partner really enjoyed it and now the track and field like world championships in budapest i think are oh. on now yeah. and we've been watching that and yeah it's actually pretty fascinating it's like there's like that's like the hurdles the long runs the sprints yeah like also all, like all the track the, and field stuff is usually the best disc. part yeah, of the javelin Olympics. discs yeah. yeah those javelins Okay, first of all, it's scary. Yeah, like the people, <laughs> ladies and men, they're launching them. It's like, ah, that's 60 meters. It's not quite far enough to be the best. It's like 60 yeah. meters. Are you kidding me? Uh, but like the dudes who pick up the javelins are not, they, they need to just calm down. They are like, you watch the javelin land and they take like one step to grab it. It's like, you are too close. That's a weapon. Like, you need to wait for it to land and then approach. They're dealing with professionals. They they know they won't no. go, like, haywire off to the side, I guess. There's one time a dude almost tripped over it because he was yeah, so close to it when it landed. Pay. Like, if they get hit, they get triple their salary, so they're just trying <laughs> to get hit. They're like, come on, get me. Please. I want to retire. Oh, my God. Lampy says there have been a lot of deaths in Javelin Jesse. Wow. <laughs> The sport, not the weapon, though. <laughs> yeah, like, it, but it, that's what it seems like. It's just so, they're way too close. There's also, 
like it's really it's actually really fun like the they got the the ball toss and the javelin and all that stuff it's really fun to see people doing that but the best part of javelin other than the javelining and being scared that someone's going to get stabbed they return the javelins on these little like rc cars that are shaped like real cars but they're what? like this big and they put the javelin on top and then it drives it back it's so funny to be like all this stuff they just see this little car go in the background that's really cool yeah it's adorable uh we've actually been really enjoying it and we're not huge on sports but like this is getting us it's pretty cool hell yeah Yeah, you're you're starting at the beginning like that's what sports were before (laughs) before all the other (laughs) yeah forget all this new stuff (laughs) yeah that's nice yeah like definitely like the track and field stuff is always the most exciting stuff when you watch the olympics i feel like anyway like that's the stuff that always gets like the biggest crowd that and like gymnastics i think yeah which I don't think that has gymnastics. I don't think. No. I think that's part doesn't. of the main Olympic. Okay, cool. Yeah, gymnastics is its own thing. Okay. Yeah, like... Because they have several stuff. different things in gymnastics, too, so it has to be its own thing. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Have, uh, yeah, rhythmic gymnastics and all the rings yeah, like, and... Yeah. yeah, the rings, that's what they're called. The horse, the pommel horse? Yeah. Pommel horse. Yeah, the pommel yeah. horse, uneven bars, uh, that is weird there... trampoline... <laughs> Just yeah, like mats, mat yeah. stuff. Mats. Yeah. Is there a, is yeah. there an even bars? No, I think it's just bars? uneven bars. <laughs> I don't yeah. think they ever even those bars out. No. But you have two raw, like two bars. Just yeah, there's like, like there's a high one even. and there's a lower one, right? No, but there's also like two bars, just like equal. They are equal. Really? So like you do this. Is that called the even bars? Oh, I don't yeah, know like what it's called in English. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know all these things in English. Yes, I grew up. I I've been a gymnast, and I also grew up watching track and field, so I know. You used a lot to be a gymnast. These oh. things. Yeah. Okay, I, I got a question for you. Do a backflip. Mm-hmm. Do a backflip. We, right yeah, because we were talking. Right we were talking a little bit about flipping on the last stream Jesse and I were on. Um, yeah. But as kids, we did not use proper gymnastics terminology. So, mm. what would you call a backflip? But that's the, that's the issue in English, though, because I know what I would thing. call it in Swedish, <laughs> but I don't know what I would call it in English. Because I mean, it's just a backflip, but they sure but like, have but more what are the, Like, do terms. your hands touch the ground for a backflip? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I think American gymnasts call that a backhand spring. Yeah. But oh, okay. Touch, yeah. I think it's a spring. Yeah. Whereas when you I, can't I do up, one without. That's just a backflip. <laughs> yeah. Backward somersault, maybe. Yeah, somersault. Like a back simmy, that's what we would say is like a a, a back flip or a back somersault where your hands do not touch the ground. Mm, okay. But that's that just doesn't seem like normal. <laughs> I thought a back somersault is when you're always in contact with the ground. Like you'd like do like whoop, and then your hands would touch, and then your legs would come up. That you typically like a, like a do several. Roll. Like, like a, a but roll not a roll. across the ground. Nah, you like go a, backwards onto no. your hands and then yeah. back onto your feet. Yeah, so like you got to have a real flexible spine. Yeah. Oh, you mean without that and without you leaving the ground, right? Yeah. So like that little yeah. slinky shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. it's a, that's a summer a summer salt. You don't leave the ground. Now, now I just want to see someone do that down some stairs. <laughs> oh God, no. The rails. There's, there's probably a world of. Uh, online videos that you could look up Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like how are you gonna Google that? Slinky shit downstairs. I mean 
human slinky shit downstairs. Oh, that <laughs> sounds bad. That yeah, sounds bad. Yeah. Don't We're Google back. that. Don't Google that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. The, the, does that do it for you, Jesse? Or you been like playing or watching anything else? I mean, technically, but I don't want to. I don't want to bogart the whole time. So hey, watch track and field. There we go. <laughs> okay. Anybody else want to uh, hop in next? I just lowered me. Apparently, I'm loud. Oh yeah, let us know if uh, if that hasn't fixed it, and I'll see if I I can lower Honey Money on my side because I did see her making some adjustments when Lampy first met, uh, brought it up. You gotta yeah. stop shouting, Honey Money. You just gotta, you gotta <laughs> calm down. I'm, I'm loud. I'm loud though. I'm loud for Sweet. I'm very loud. It ain't changing. What's yeah. the average volume that. of a Swede then? Like, is it like they're very reserved and like people are like, think about it in a library, right? Okay. And. That's kind of base level Swede. That's like, if you're just out, people are generally pretty, like, quiet. Wow. Out in the streets. Yeah. Just being, like, dead. Like, Silent Hill. Just this, just no noise. <laughs> this eerie quality to it. In an office, no one, no, you can hear no one. Oh you can God. just hear people working, kind of. You can hear people, like, kind of talking, but they're, but they're talking like this. Everyone's talking like this, basically. Not, not quite whispering, but very loud. Is it just like an ASMR country thing? Like, like we're <laughs> like all a... into this, and we're all no, it's very it. reserved. I think just an entire mm. library, and I, sh- yeah, yeah, I, I, and I ain't so. It. Like, <laughs> it's some weird <laughs> countrywide fetish thing. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no shame. No, no, no. Each their own. <laughs> yeah, whatever you're into. Oh, but yeah, uh, anybody want to jump in next? I can go, I guess. Um, I. I talked about this on Breakout, but that is a different podcast, so I guess it doesn't count. Uh, Immortals of Avium, uh, kind of flying okay. under the radar, a recent release from uh, Ascendant Studios, which is a new studio made of some industry vets and EA's Originals label. Um, it's basically what they've described it as kind of like Magic Call of Duty. Like a, It's a big, <laughs> bombastic, single-player campaign, and it is a shooter, but there are no guns. You know, your, your character is a battle mage. And so he wields Ooh. all this magic, and most of his magic abilities um, are kind of equivalent to like different weapons. Like uh, the the thing is, um, all the trailers made this seem kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and I, I'll be honest, I was making fun of it uh, when I was seeing those trailers. But after actually playing and like learning about that world and its story and stuff, I got fully invested. Like I love the lore behind both its its magic and like its politics. Like there's five kingdoms that have all since the inception of their world, which is heavily based around magic because like magic is just a thing. They've all been at war with each other and like kind of changed alliances, like had different um, team ups and betrayals or whatever over centuries and centuries and centuries of fighting, all to control magic and like keep it either away from their enemies or to help. It's just this long, dramatic history. But it's, it's progressed to the point where there's only really, like, two superpowers left of the five kingdoms. And you're, like, the character you play is, like, some kid in a slum in one of those two power, superpowers. No. And so since everything is tied around magic, of course, social status is tied around magic as well. Like, the noble houses and the kings and queens are all super powerful and have, like, a lineage of very powerful magic users in their lineage. And the folks who have, like, little tiny bits of magic, like just fledgling skills or no magic whatsoever, are pretty much the bottom class. 
But then there's this thing called uh, being an unforeseen, and that's when uh, someone who has like no magical aptitude kind of just explodes with magic out of nowhere. Like it, it's kind of like going super saiyan, like some traumatic event just triggers you, and it's like ah, all this magic around me, and like it's super dangerous. Like folks are afraid of it because like that sort of power without any training whatsoever can just literally kill and obliterate everyone around you, and that, apparently that's a thing that has happened several times. But that's what your character is. Like your mm -hmm. town gets attacked. Pretty much everybody you know is killed, and then he explodes with magic to like kind of save himself at the end. So he gets it's drafted. Interesting. Yeah, it's really, it's really, really interesting. He gets drafted into the army of that country that he kind of has been like been critical of. Like he's been on the bottom of that country's, but like now that he's got this ability, they take him in, they train him up, and now he's a soldier working for Imperials and whatnot. So he's in the mix of like this very, very pseudo-fascist organization, but he has a different mindset because he came from outside of it. So, like, it's a really cool way to see how he reacts to what everything they're, they're doing. He comes to understand some of the stuff they're doing and then push back in some of the stuff they're doing. And then the other country that they're fighting, you get to learn kind of what their reasons are as well. And it's like this kind of push and pull thing where it's like, yo, everybody's kind of wrong, but, like, I'm in the middle of this situation and I need to do something about it. Like, it, it gets really deep in a lot of cool ways. Story sounds way more interesting than the actual description of the gameplay, which like, <laughs> yeah. it's the shooter, but it's yeah. sort of like, like it's, it, I feel like it's the Call of Duty tag that kind of sours it in people's minds. But like, yeah. if you remember, like Call of Duty was, and probably still is, because I have not played one in a while now, but it's still really good at giving you like a cinematic action, like a, a led-by-the-nose single-player story. Right. Yeah. And this does that, but it also has gives you a little bit of space to do like some exploration in its levels. Like you can find like little secrets and chests and like there are like challenge rooms off to the sides. Like there's not a ton of it. Like you won't spend like hours and hours like finding a bunch of like side stories and side content. But there's little things here and there that doesn't make it like super linear. And there are puzzles like really like um, decent ones as well, where like you have to use certain abilities. Uh, you have to like. Um, there's there's nothing like super mind bendy, but there's it's definitely like fun busy work. I'll say like yeah. you'll you'll find a puzzle in the environment and it'll take you like maybe a couple minutes to figure out what you need to do and then like executing it is fun because you get to use your magic powers in different ways and stuff. So like it it's all really well done honestly. Like it's it's not revolutionizing anything, but it's a it's a very cool setting. Like its production value is like super high. Like everything looks great, everything sounds great. Like it, it feels good, like to move around and to use the magic and stuff. So like it, just from front to front to back, like it was just a really good time, and I I was very surprised by it. Honestly, did you did you three bar it or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. three okay. for it. I gotta watch that now. Well, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me want to check it out because like I saw a YouTuber I really enjoy uh, check it out, and like the first things he said was describe the magic in terms of weapons and then he pit looted a chest and it gave him a piece of gear yeah there's gear there's gear in it i was like oh. i'm done i'm not touching this <laughs> there is there is gear in it like it's not pervasive but it's also a sort of thing that they could have absolutely left out maybe i'll mm. judge it too quick then maybe i'll give it another go the story stuff really interesting like yeah like i i, I think you will especially people who are into like fantasy stuff like i think there's a lot to dig into there like it has a world with like actual lore and like it's it honestly feels like a streaming series in the way yeah. like they present every like they they cast people who would who are literally from streaming series as well like yeah. the, they're actual actors yeah. and actresses in it 
and, and stuff that oh, I've yeah. watched Gina on like Taurus. Netflix, etc. Yeah, like the the main guy. Um, <clears throat> crap, why am I blanking on his name now? Steve, <laughs> Darren, <laughs> Darren Barnett. Oh, I was <laughs> close. I don't know why I was like, I <laughs> a fantasy name. Yeah, I was, I was like, really expecting no, like real truly on or something. It's not a fantasy name. We'll talk because the character that this guy plays that I know him from is from a, a series called Never Have I Ever. It's like a teen drama about a, a Indian mm-hmm. girl in high school, or whatever, right? And he's like her main love interest in like the first couple seasons. His name in that show is so much better than his actual real name. <laughs> so it threw me as well when I read his name it was just Darren Barnett. Oh, like this is pretty yeah. regular for this dude. Uh, but he's really great in it. Like, uh, there were a couple people who were talking about like cringy writing and whatnot. There's some of that. Like, I feel like this is this is one of those situations where someone or people are gonna pick and choose like the one or two lines where it's like this was a very sketchy delivery, and it's probably like the line is bad. So like they're gonna read it as best as they can and just doesn't feel right because the line is bad. But like the game was twenty hours. There's like maybe three at most four moments where like a line, like a single line is read and it comes off sounding a little off. But that's what they're going to focus on as opposed to everything else, which is really well done. Yeah. Like Gina Torres especially is just really freaking good in that role. Oh, wow. Gina Torres is in it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's why I got interested first. But then I saw it and I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's like a full $70 at launch right now, which, Ooh. yeah, that that's rough, no. especially in, in this game's economy. <laughs> like, there's a lot of yeah. stuff out that more people are probably excited for. Yeah. So, like, yeah, maybe wait for a sale, if anything. But, like, I do think it's worth your time. Like, if you get your hands on it, like, it is okay. a fun time. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Cool. It, Yeah, I can understand the turnoff because w- looking at this, it looks like good, like technically. Yes, absolutely. But it also is very much reminding me of uh, Godfall, where it's like that yeah. oversaturated, colorful, like sure. our entire budget went into the optics, and then there might be a game attached to it. Well, this, um, this is an Unreal Engine 5 game. I think oh. one of the first mm-hmm. to just be like, hey, we're, we're launching this Unreal. So like, it, it does look really, really good. Uh, and I think Godfall was also Unreal, right? Yeah, it was. Like, it was like four or something? I think it was four. Yeah, so I, I can get that, like the, the similarities in the look. But like, it is it is really pretty. But I really like it. Oh, Will in chat. Like... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, Will no, in chat No, I was just going to say, it looks like for <laughs> It looks like Go ahead, what? Casey, you're the host. <laughs> I just wanted to, I'm I just wanted to point out Will's, <laughs> Will's question where he says that there's a promo for it now on QVC for $39.99. Oh. So forty bucks, I think that's oh. a really good price. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sorry, honey, money. Go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say it looks like Forspoken, well, with the hand magic stuff. And then I was also when I saw it, I was like, that's so many particle effects. Is it gonna be like Returnal, where it's just like too many things on screen, you can't see anything? Yeah, that it does have that issue. Because that's also like, <laughs> like you can definitely oh. get into like a big old uh, haze of magic shit but like it's 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 like doom in that way like it's it's combat is more similar to doom i would say than call of duty because you're not shooting everything super far away from you like you have to run around and use spells and stuff and get up in people's faces sometimes it's whether it feels good right like if it feels good to play the problem with for me with like returnal which honey money mentioned was that it was the particle effects with like hiding that it was a very shallow variance (laughs) um (laughs) because it didn't feel good to shoot like but if you know this game it feels like the game feel is there uh, and it's like 
leading to interesting narrative beats. Like, I don't really care about gear score or, like, you know, the comparisons to, to guns. Um, but you saying about the story stuff really uh, changed my perception on this. But then the price. Oh, it's a bad time to be releasing a new IP for $70. Yeah, like, it's yeah. rough. Yeah. Baldur's Gate 3, Starfield, Sea of Stars. Like, it's not not great timing. Yeah, and um, on that note, uh, I also uh, bought and have been playing Armored Core 6. Ooh, so too. that's another big one that's been on the horizon. I've been really, really excited for it. Uh, I feel like maybe five hours in so far, but I've not gotten okay. to the second boss. I've seen a lot of people complain about the tutorial boss, like that big gunship. And like, yeah. it took me a couple of tries to beat that thing. There have definitely been way harder from software bosses, right? Like I'm not, like I'm not trying to like stunt on anybody, but I feel like the the difficulty of that boss is being way overblown. Get good people. I had a problem with that boss. I'm you one did. Of people. Okay. So, um, I, as everyone will know in chat and obviously in here, I am a massive from soft shill. Uh, I've made lots and lots of videos on it. Um, usually bosses, FromSoft bosses, the first ones are a way to teach you how bosses work and you're kind of meant to lose and it's a, you know, there's a, a reward for you if you don't. This one is not. You get respawned directly outside the boss uh, the boss arena, like, if you lose. And I was talking to someone about this. So I made a video recently on, like, are Elden Ring's bosses badly designed? Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is because you can't really change your build efficiently and, like, counter bosses um effectively in those games but here you can you can if you die you can assemble your ac again mm -hmm. and reapproach it with different weapons i'm doing that now on a boss that has a big shield so i've changed to a weapon that counters his shield and it's getting easier the problem with the first boss is you are forced to play a terrible mech <laughs> yeah, and you have like the starting mech. You have the starting gun and a melee weapon, and um, the boss is quite difficult. Yeah, it took me a while until I realized that I could just fly at it, and if I used my melee weapon, it would stun it. That is, I think that is what the thing is. Is like there's, because in mech games, I have always, always wanted to have a sword. Like yeah. I know it's counterproductive. <laughs> Yeah. But like that's always my go-to. When I realized that the, the starting mech had a gun in one hand and a sword in the other hand, all I did was wait until I could get close enough to use the sword. Yeah. So yeah. it really didn't take me that long to realize, oh, this is the most effective thing against this particular boss. But I guess if you if you were like, I'm going to sit here and shoot at it the whole time. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like, yeah, your rockets and your gun are really ineffective to it, even after you stun it. And I think the game wants you to melee it, but yeah, I think yeah. it doesn't do a great job of signifying that. Um, there's lots of buildings in the in the room, and it feels like you should be hiding behind them while he's doing his gun, like his rocket barrage and stuff. I can understand. I mean, I was one of them. Um, <laughs> as soon as I realized, oh, wait, I can just fly at it, I beat it instantly. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of it's due to the fact that you can't change your build. Um, I think the game might actually be better off if that boss wasn't there and you just went on and did the other missions because the boss after that, the first proper boss, mm -hmm. is really interesting and um, you know, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's going to play it. And there's tactics and there's different ways you can approach it. With this first boss, there's only one way you can feasibly do it and it seems a little bit counterintuitive. 
Right. But that's just so I, I just got no. I, I I think I understand now because I I probably just got lucky in that the way <laughs> the way I wanted to play that game like since before it was even created yeah. was the way they wanted you to take on that yeah, boss. You, you nailed it. <laughs> um, whereas I, I I stayed back quite a bit, but then once I realized it it all fell into place. I I'm not, I took me a few tries. It didn't take me like I saw someone on Twitter said it took them 8 hours to do. Yeah, like, but that's they, but that's wow. what I'm getting at. Like at that point, why aren't you trying all the other things in your arsenal? Yeah. Like at that I'm like that's like is that is that someone who has never played a from software game before or is this you know, the thing is is I don't feel this is very much an armored core game rather than like a FromSoft game. I feel like it, sure, it's it doesn't really share the same kind of traits that FromSoft FromSoft are known for nowadays. Um, and I think there are really like specific ways it wants you to do things, and they're giving you the freedom to be able to do that, which I applaud. I think that's a good design. Um, but because it doesn't allow you to have that freedom, it for some people it can take eight hours, which is ridiculous. Um, but most of that is on them, right? Some of it's on FromSoft, but most of it's on like after like the four yeah, hour like, mark. Like yeah, after, after a while, after. you you have to try something different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm stuck on the boss I'm currently on, uh-huh. and I keep going back and like changing everything. And when that didn't work, I reloaded the mission, bought a load of new stuff, and then retried the mission. And I'm I'm still trying to do it, but yeah, like. You also have to use your ingenuity and like brain cells <laughs> in the boss fight. Um, because I mean, I'm I'm a big proponent of saying, hey, the designers didn't do this very well. Um, that's what most of my show will go on. But there's also a point where it's like, it's your fault. Like, you mm. yeah, uh, I see Tyrell 007 in chat saying AC6 is way harder than any souls I've played. Uh, I played for me at least. It's stupid fast and twitchy. I like it though, uh, and yeah, I agree with that. Like, but I think it's it's unlike the Souls games. But I do think it's a lot more like Sekiro, in that uh, like combat is different. But in terms of philosophy, like you move quick, you want to close distance, and you want to stagger the enemy. Like it has a posture meter and a posture system. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. It's 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 mech Sekiro with guns. Right, yeah. Um, so, like, so that aspect yeah. has changed, but like the philosophy of uh, Jesse. All right, <laughs> <laughs> is that that means it should be called Mechiro? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Excellent. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Lampy like says that's not true for later bosses, Casey. Later bosses will destroy you if you get close. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's fine. Like, I can. The thing is, I'll. I imagine that if that is the way I want to play, and it it gets super ineffective. Like I am getting destroyed by being close. That's the game teaching me to not get close anymore, which you then need to try and adjust. Like you have the ability, oh, like Jamate said, to yeah. go and like switch up your design. They want you to do that. Yeah. Sekiro is, there is one pl- way to play Sekiro. Like there mm. is no other way to do the boss battles. Like that's how you do it. But true, in this, true like, but those bosses still teach you how to beat them by destroying you when you try to do the wrong oh, 100%. thing. 100 yeah yeah the, these kind of don't like i i the more i play armored core 6 the more i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like when i'm done with it i'm gonna have a, a spicy take on 
Mm, okay. Ooh, with that on I the back of the box, too much on it. But. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super far into it, but uh, I like initially. Like, I'm. I'm really high on. Like, I really like the way yeah. it feels, and I love the way it looks. Like, it, it, yeah, yeah, it's, it's super cool. gray and, and metallic, but like, it fits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got the ambience down. So good. But yeah, I definitely want to put in uh, a lot more time. Uh, but that's pretty much it for me. Um, anybody else want to share what they've been uh, playing? You go, Jay. Okay. Um, I uh, am becoming what I thought I never would, which is a weeb. Um, <laughs> yeah. <Ooh>. Join us. <laughs> yeah. We're bad so, on you. So it all started, well, well, one of the things I've been doing on the topic of mechs is I'm really getting into building Gumpla. Yeah, you showed us some oh. of these before. Yeah, there. Yeah. Look at this joint. Um, here's one I built recently. Uh, fucking awesome high new Gundam. I mean, I don't really watch Gundam, but like these are so unbelievably fun to build. Uh, they require no glue, no painting. They come in these massive sheets. That took eleven hours straight to build. Wow. And it you, was great. You, you spent eleven straight hours building that. So basically, <laughs> uh, I've got loads. I've got a bunch over there. Um, I'm I don't even like the anime. Um, but I love building them. And a friends of mine got me into it. And this one's meant to be like the best one on the market. It's like super complicated, super detailed. And a load of my friends were like, "Let's do the nerdiest thing ever, and let's all buy it, and let's have like a Gundam party and build it together." <laughs> It was the single nerdiest thing I've ever done. That sounds but amazing. And I'm not joking. We didn't think it would take this long. It took 11 hours. God. Um, so, yeah, that was a very sweaty room. <laughs> so but, you, were, you were all individually building your own of that? Yeah, or we, we all built, you all built that own, one. We all built our own. High your name. own one. Okay. Um, and does anyone watch the anime? I mean, there's yeah, several all, Gundams, so... Um, they okay. Because it, uh, <laughs> it would like, be funny if no one watched it. Watch it and stuff. <laughs> I just... I really like... Um, I never built model kits as a kid, but like, I really enjoy that kind of fiddly, tiny putting pieces together, and um, you have to like sand all the pieces down so they don't have sprue marks. Well, you don't have to, but I do. <laughs> but anyway, it's great fun. <laughs> I love it. So I've been building Gunpla, and I've also started reading a manga series um, because I found it in a bookshop and I got like a deluxe edition. I'll show you. I'm assuming you guys have heard of Berserk. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Berserk. Um, so they do these deluxe. Goddamn. And um, I'm not joking. Fancy. I've become obsessed. Wait there. So, oh my god, <laughs> um, I fucking love this series. <laughs> um, <coughs> like it, that, that checks out because clearly, like, Berserk has inspired a it's ton, yeah, a yeah. ton, a ton of From Software stuff. Um, I will say this Miyazaki is a fucking hack <laughs> and has not had an original idea since he was born. Um, <laughs> there are, there are entire pages and characters ripped from berserk that are just souls character and like there's a character i sent a picture in in a discord it was like who is just melania from elden Ring. it's just down to the weapon and the helmet it's just like wow um but yeah like this series is some of the most brutal yeah horrific stuff i've ever read like Mm-hmm. Not down to like you know the main character chopping people in half every other page, but like 
the stuff they go through is like disgusting. It's pretty like, bad. Yeah. And when I first started reading you. it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When I first started reading it, it was like this seems like it's being violent for violence' sake. But once it got into the for anyone who's who knows it, once you get into the golden age, you start to realize that if you take out all of the horrific suffering that the characters go through, the characters are just really bland, boring kind of characters. But when you give them that history and those experiences that they go through, they become three-dimensional. And like Guts and Griffith and like, oh my God. Um, yeah, just got through the Golden Age. I'm out on the other side of that. I think I'm on issue like 16. Mm-hmm. Because wow. each one of these has three volumes in it, and I'm I'm mm. on the sixth one of the. Um, I love it. Probably one of the best things I've ever read. Um, no, like what you're, what you're reading is one of like the most classic baseline oh, pieces yeah. of and media in like Japanese yeah, culture. Yeah, I I went into the bookshop, saw it, and it's it's a really sexy, you know, black leather. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That that whole yeah. thing looks amazing. Um, and yeah. I was like, I know. Berserk is like a classic, and I haven't seen any of it historically. You know, the anime and the movies are trash. Um, they can't do yeah. Berserk they've, they've failed anime. at doing Berserk yeah, justice tried a as an anime. Um, and I was like, do you know what? I'm gonna give it a go, and I don't regret it. But there was this moment. I was, I just got a new issue delivered. I had my Gundam next to me, and I was watching Demon Slayer, <laughs> yes. and I was like, oh, I can't wait yes. to finish watching demon slayer so i can go read berserk tonight because i read it before i go to sleep and i was like oh no what have i become (laughs) (laughs) looking at myself in the mirror i was like oh like yeah you are you are a full-on weeb dude yeah Yeah. Um, deep in that shonen i've evolved deep in the shonen swamp yeah and then i've been playing yeah um, been playing armored core so a japanese mech game true Um, but yeah, uh, thoroughly enjoying it. I'm I'm just embracing it. Um, I wish the books weren't so expensive because I finished yeah. them in like two hours and then <laughs> they're like forty pounds each. Mm. So yeah. I have to restrict Build myself like one a week just for it. them. Yeah. yeah. They're like friends are telling me, oh, you know, just read them online. Just read them. Just read them online. Um, it's not like, the same. Know, it's not the same. Like no, that yeah. new book smell and like. Mm. The, t- the page turns oh it's crisp but yeah i Wonderful. own now stick shift i own 15 body pillows now you, i can't <laughs> enter my own bedroom all of them just full of berserk manga they're all, they're all guys <laughs> <Says> jesse yeah <laughs> no i've got one griffith he's one griffith <laughs> i feel like you should have one body pillow that's just the front of the berserk manga like yeah, just yeah. as a body pillow <laughs> yeah yeah 100 percent. but yeah i've um it's it's really good. I mean, I kind of want to read more now because I'm partway through that one. <laughs> but uh, we we're we're having fun here. But yeah, it's been really really fun. Wow, awesome. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, so if that does it for you, Jay, uh, Honey Money, yeah. what do you have to share? Uh, I said before we started streaming is I'm watching Bleach season two and they're just taking piss they're just just like i'm on episode a which released yesterday and now ichigo shows up he's been gone for 99 percent of season two 
And it's just like there's a fight in every episode. So because I think they're doing, you know, they're doing seasons now. So instead of like, oh, we're doing 70 episodes. So they're doing like we're doing 12 season one, then 12 season. So they're just like pushing things together and just like throwing fights in everything. And I'm like, but what? I don't care now because there's too many fights. Like it's cool and all fine. But like you get desensitized basically. It's like, oh, yeah, and he got his power, and it's like, you show up, oh, but I'm stronger than you. It's just the same over and over again. Yeah, that, the formula so is, like, exposed it. if they're going to yeah. yeah. play it back to you over and over. It's like seeing Because that character. works. Yeah, because that works in the original, because they do it over a long period of time. Like, you get the whole montage from, you know, Bleach getting, uh, Ishigo getting stronger and stuff. Here's just, like, Ichigo walking in the thing, and then he shows up, and he's super strong. And I'm like, but... Uh, but wait, what? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you're wasting my time. Is but, the, yeah. This is the new Bleach? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it like a reboot? Uh, or is it like no. a continuation? It's a continuation. It's a continuation. Okay. It's yeah, the like The original new... show never actually finished its story. No. Classic anime. <laughs> so they have, like, it's the, they, they're fighting Quincy's in this one and they you know they have x amount of quincies which is like and they have x amount of captains so it's that thing where they're like oh yes this many quincies and they're gonna go up against the captain so they just like one f- and how many captains are it 13 or yeah, something it, it's a lot. some of them have like lieutenants who are like just as strong so yeah they get time to shine as well yeah so it's just like it's it doesn't it doesn't work. It, I don't understand what they're doing. I think it's bad. It's like te- like it's actually bad because I'm fine with like average anime. That's fine, but this is like bad to me. Yeah, like it's it's making it clear why Bleach wasn't allowed to finish back when it was like a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. Because like I was like I was a really big fan. I watched every episode. Yeah, same. It, it it ran off the tracks a little bit with some of its filler stuff, but like when it would get back mm-hmm. to its story, like I was I was in. But then yeah, if this same. is what its main story turned into, I understand mm-hmm. why folks like kind of lost confidence in it. But I'm curious yeah. like why they decided at this time we'll bring it back if they weren't gonna do anything to improve that. I'm just wondering how many seasons they're gonna make. Cause I, I don't read manga because I, I I, I don't know, I just don't, but it, so, because is it going to be like 15 seasons and then they're going to build on it? Because so far, like I said, it's just been fighting. But there it's, shouldn't be it. that much story left though, right? Like no, this is I don't the last so. chapter, like the Blood War thing ends yeah. Bleach as a story. So That's like for them to stretch. Fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I, I suppose. Like I, I would have. I just like the idea of them finally finishing that anime because, like, it was really popular. Bleach was a really big yeah. deal in its heyday. Yeah. So it kind of just it's deserved great. at least to end, right? Yeah. But, like, the, it's, not a, it's not a great ending, it seems. So no. Like that, so it's, that is very, very disappointing. disappointing. So I, I prefer is. they just get it over with as soon as they can. Like, I'll watch it just so that I'm done with it. But, like, they, I would really hate it if they tried to stretch this out at all. Yeah, I don't know, because, yeah, I don't have high hopes. It's not good, but I'm going to keep watching it. <laughs> right, exactly. That's um, how I feel. Like, when, when this season yeah. is done, I'll, I'll go watch it and then be mad at it again. <laughs> yeah, because it's just like, and like you said, Casey, before, it's like the Quincy's aren't interesting enemies. They're just yeah, and, kind and, of it's that, boring. And it's, it's another anime trope where it's like, oh, this thing that shouldn't exist or was dead or whatever is all of a sudden just alive and well. Like, for yeah. centuries... Ishida, who's one of the main characters of the show, thought he was like the last of an entire yeah. race. And all of a sudden, here comes 80 more 
and yeah. like we were just we were all all of us collectively were just hiding from you <laughs> yeah it's just weird it's just weird it doesn't make any sense yeah they it's clear that they they're targeting the audience that kind of grew up with bleach i feel because it's so much bloodier like violent it's not like gory but it's like it's just more violent than the original was so i i like that but also it's just there for shock value because like i said if the other things aren't interesting that's also not going to be interesting like yeah so ugh. Um, in that fight to make it yeah compelling I like. I don't care that you're gonna drop a meteor on like then and then someone slices it and it's like oh you send this person to space and their inner just like implode and oh but they're fine <laughs> oh they beat the enemy grade it's like what the fuck are we doing <laughs> so uninteresting and you did this all in one episode are you serious yeah it's like, so sad no it's so sad it's terrible so yeah. Jamaica um, drastically rethinking his weeb ways. I just yeah, don't watch like, Bleach season two. And then <laughs> yeah, it's called yeah. my whole. <laughs> no, you're 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 uh, watching Demon Slayer, so you are you're in it for the long that's haul. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, watch watch Yu Tyson though. Because I love um Berserk so much, like I've only when I would watch anime would be like or watch shows, should I say, before I became a weeb apparently. <laughs> <laughs> is like before i go to sleep like i you know i sit at my desk all day every day so it's like i'll go to sleep and then but watch a few episodes of a show or something and instead of i started watching demon slayer because i was waiting for a berserk volume to show up <laughs> <laughs> that's how they get you now I've got yeah. my Berserk. I'm just like, I haven't gone back to Demon Slayer. So far, it's yeah. interesting. You will. You will go back. Because once you're done with Berserk, you're going to need something to fill that void. Do you think Demon Slayer mm. is a good void filler for that? Demon Slayer is a is great in its own right. Like Okay. So like, yeah. Yeah, if, you're, if you're looking for something as, that's going to make you feel visceral like that, Demon Slayer can get you there. I, I would also say My Hero has its moments. Okay. Uh, like there, there are some seasons are better than others, but like my hero will definitely like get you that anime high if that's what you're chasing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really do like My Hero Academia. Yeah, it is great. <clears throat> I yeah, I'm still on Yuji Kaisen. They're they're on a hiatus, I think, because there haven't been a few episodes in a bit. Mm. I think it's gonna be at the end of this. Well, soonish, there's gonna be another episode. I don't know why they took like several weeks off, but they did. Um, I mean, yeah, I watched... it takes work to make stuff look that good. That's a real good looking anime. Oh yeah, it's so good looking, and it like I'm surprised that season like this prequel is so good and interesting because I thought it would be like blah, but it's it's pretty good. Like I'm I'm super into it. Um, I watched Elemental, which you know the the oh, first yeah it, yeah the new Pixar Disney because like oh, oh it flopped first and now it's made more money. Then across the Spider Verse, how the fuck? How? How does it diverse? It doesn't deserve that. Apparently, it was huge in South Korea. Elemental did a like a killing in South Korea. Really? I don't know why. Yeah, uh, but it's made more money than across Spider Verse, and I don't understand why it should. That should not happen. Yeah, it does not make sense to me. I did not no, like no, that no. movie. No, it's like Elemental? it took me. Yeah, I did not like it. Yeah, it took me 40 minutes to even, like, try, kind of get into it. And then I was like, okay. Like, I watched it, and I was like, yeah, it's fine. But it's not, 
it's not Pixar or Disney like that magic. It's not there at all. Yeah, it 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 seemed very derivative. Uh, and and it, the thing is, it is a Pixar movie. Like it's yeah, like Pixar made this movie, but it feels yeah. like like a very C tier version of what they usually do. Yeah, like the like the the first of all like. The premise is is also is just very weak. <laughs> it's like okay, yeah. anthropomorphic elements. Okay, I'm a fire, or we are fire people. We're a water people, air people, whatever. Yeah. And the jokes are full on based around just that situation. Like if yeah. you're if you're fire, fire burn, and water can't I, be together. Yeah, like I burn all the stuff around me. Ooh, isn't that crazy? Or water? Like I'm, yeah. I'm soaking this. Oh my my water on this earth person is making his hair grow like oh isn't that so fun and kooky it's like these yeah. jokes are very low-hanging fruit and they're yeah. like they're they're yeah. central um conflict like it's a rom-com which is not terrible like that's not a bad thing no but it's a rom-com that's essentially based on interracial dating and it like is. every time one of these movies tries to tell an interracial story without using actual race they mix up all of these different elements that kind of make that tension matter and like it, it, it you then lose the message because yeah. like like she yeah. the i can't remember her name but the the fire girl who's the main character she says a line to the water guy who's oh, trying to date her who she's in love with that um that he that he doesn't understand basically like where yeah. she's coming from right yeah but the way she says it she says a line that a lot of real life people have said to people who don't understand their culture and it's like the like it's like the the reason you say this is because you don't understand and like and you you won't ever understand like you can't understand because of where you come from etc right and it just doesn't apply to fucking fire and water. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, the, like the sentiment behind someone saying that line that you will never understand what I'm going through or what I'm talking about has nothing to do with the fact that you come from fire and that he comes from water. Mm -hmm. Because humans are not different elements. Like it's just, it, just <laughs> do, it's, it doesn't match up. And the fact that they just throw that in this sort of a story feels so hollow and annoying, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's... It's like people are being racist against the fire people. That's mm -hmm. that's the whole thing as well. It's like, so they're just throwing a lot of real life serious issues in this movie. But it's like happy, colorful. And it's like fire and water can't be together. Everyone else seems to be fine. Like you have earth stuff and air stuff and like they're fine. But like fire and water, no, ooh, fire. They burn things. Ooh, it's like, okay, what's that? And... and it's it's about this fire girl that's supposed to take over her dad's shop and they have a long history like it's a long fire culture they had to flee from their hometown and like go to the big city and start a shop so it's that thing as well where where it's the honor and like oh i have to take over and continue the family traditions and it's like yeah, it's she just a lot herself yeah like her, herself and her culture to like this new metropolis where everything is cohesive except everything's cohesive but the fire people who every other element is ostracizing because they're fire yeah. and fire burns. But the thing is fire does burn. So they have a reason <laughs> to be like, hey, don't go and burn all of our stuff down. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not the same thing <laughs> as someone who's just is a different skin color than you. 
But then there are like, several I, I, I fire people in that city. Yeah. So I'm I'm because uh, when they like started the shop, I was like, oh, there's like no fire people here. Because when they walk in, like from off the what was it, like a train or whatever it was, there's mm-hmm. just no fire people. And but then they open the shop, and there's just like fire people coming in and buying things, sitting down, and like so there are. I mean, like, so there are fire people. Where are they then? Because it, it's like they have their own part of town at at this. So, but it's yeah, it's just like racism and the dating, and it's like uh, seems like really <laughs> complex issues done in a it is. way to try. Yeah, understandable, but it just stays. Yeah, shy. yeah. I guess because it's kind of for kids. Yeah. So, uh, but, like, but this yeah. sort of thing, this sort of thing would confuse kids as to what the problem is. Like, yeah. you can very easily tell a kid that some people are being treated unfairly mm. for no reason. <laughs> yeah, and then the kids will be like, they'll answer that question like, "Well, just don't do that. Treat them the same as everybody." Like, that's a really easy thing to understand when you tell them mm-hmm. that the reason is because fire and water will make you evaporate. That actually makes sense, and you're gonna be like, "Well, why would they want to be together, knowing it'll risk their lives?" <laughs> Like it's, it's like you're making it more complicated. Yeah, yeah, it is more complicated because like the reason people are racist isn't because you know they think uh, people from another race are going to combust. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> that is very true. I've never yeah. met a racist who thought that was the reason for their <laughs> logic. <laughs> right. So it's like it. It does seem quite like you said, Casey, more confusing than it needs to be. Yeah, like this, right, this is yeah. a very simple, forgive the pun, but it's a very simple black and white situation. It is bad to be ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But right? do that in a way that isn't, can't be misconstrued. Like do that in a yeah. way where that like are... when you, when you, when you apply real world logic to like someone's reason to be fearful, like they, they did it in Zootopia where it's like, oh, the herbivores or, or whatnot are afraid of the carnivores or the predators, I should say. That makes sense because foxes yeah. and wolves and tigers definitely do eat and threaten the lives of rabbits. So it made sense that they were like had this kind of yeah, but push I, against I them. I feel like when you do racism allegories, I feel making it make sense is the wrong thing to yes. do. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is like, that is doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, the best example I can give of like a story that you could do that has like undertones of racism and it can teach children is like elves and dwarves. They historically hate each other for like for different reasons, but Legolas and Gimli learn to you know work together and become best friends and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it's like teaching you that like their race has nothing to do with like how they act or like what they who they are. Sure, and like that that's a way that like Lord of the Rings does a better job <laughs> of tackling racism than it sounds in this movie does. Which <laughs> is ridiculous. <clears throat> Yeah, it's 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 not great. I don't yeah. I really don't recommend it. But it's like it was fine. Like I get what they're trying to do, but I'm also like so little children are watching this. I don't think they'll understand what's like I don't yeah, think they'll I, understand at all yeah, what's I don't happening. Yeah, they don't get much of anything out of it honestly. No. Like my son watched it. He 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 generally liked it, but like he what he what he usually does is he'll find a way to watch a movie that he really liked over again as soon as he can. Like mm. so he'll like go to YouTube and like just watch clips or the trailer over again if you want yeah. to. He did not do that for Elemental. Like he he watched it. He said he, he, said he liked it. <laughs> there you he had go. Like a, a commemorative cup or whatever from the theater, but like he kind of forgot about it afterwards. It's like yeah, I yeah. liked it because you spent money. On <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it distracted me. It was colorful. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, and that's where it's it on based. 
Um, oh, I uh, yeah, I'm also playing Baldur's Gate Act Three. I think I'm several hours in, so I'm like, I started another playthrough before because somebody's like, I don't want this to end. When I started Act Three, I was like, start another character. I don't, huh. I don't want to end. And then I, but now I've gone back to it, so now I'm like, okay, I'm gonna really finish long. this. It is, yeah, because I that's also what I figured out after starting. It was like, oh, I have so it's many quests really already. Yeah. I was, so, I was in a big rush to finish that game um, because obviously I was making a video on it. I wanted yeah. a complete opinion. Like, and all of my friends, it baffles me. Every friend of mine, they're all playing multiplayer and their own individual single player games. None of them have got out of Act 1. And I'm like, oh, wow. Damn. What? Please, yeah, please wow. move on. I, I literally do not, apart from you guys, of my like close friends that I talk to on the regular Nobody has gotten out of Act 1, and it upsets me, because I really <laughs> want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I've also not gotten out of Act 1. I've, I've put... A, Get out of Act 1, dude! I've, it's put, I've put a very small amount of time into that game. I'm not liking it as much as everyone else is, though. Like, I, I don't hate it, but, like, I'm not, like, enthralled by it. Like, it hasn't, like, yeah. captured me. That's fair. Mm, fair. Yeah. Um, no, I've just... And I, I, I finished Before Your Eyes both with the blink and without the thing because i i i have oh, eye issues game. yeah i have eye issues so i i like i can't keep my eyes open that long without blinking because they like start watering because i have like extremely dry eyes that's the whole thing um so i was just like oh, fuck like that was the whole experience um <laughs> so i missed so much so i went back and played it without the blink but <sighs> i get like it's such a good game it's so relatable uh, it's like it's so sad but yeah it has so many and it's like a short experience but yeah I hope they do more stuff like that because it it does the blinking adds things for sure it like it add it did add something even though it was very frustrating but it did add something and it is designed so even if you do blink like almost instantly it's kind of fine you still get the whole story because that's basically I was like I almost blinked like almost straight away all the time. So I was like, oh, fuck. Um, but going back and doing it without it also kind of helps for me at least because I was super interested in seeing more of the story. Um, so I liked that too. But yeah, it was good because, yeah, it's just it's so short. So you can do that very easily. How does the uh, non-blink version work? Do you just like click when you want to or something? Yeah, it's yeah. your mouse clicks. That's the like blinks. Okay. So, yeah, it really just lets you just see the whole thing, I guess, at that point. Yeah, it does. Okay. Um, I've still not tried that game. I want to. Yeah, it's like you can do it in one sitting without an issue. I'll be a shill here. Me and Marty did a stream with the devs of yeah. OG Design right. Doll. Yeah, um, yeah, people, And we get to talk to them about how they made it and why and stuff like that. So go check that That's out, cool. fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now that I've been sworn at, I have to. Yeah, I mean, it's a command. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I've, seen, I've seen that stream. Yeah. Sick, dude. Me too. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, I, I also, I watch Futurama every Monday, and I don't understand why that show is back. Like, no, no, I'm sorry, that. that's harsh. But it's like, <laughs> it's kind of fine it's meh it's just like oh let's make a lot of jokes about us being cancelled it's like none of them are funny well how, then, how like, many episodes are out so far four or five wait 
Five, okay, because because yeah. Futurama has been canceled uh, before, like like at least two yeah. times before, yeah, and they do that every time they come back, like they yeah, they, they comment on the whole, fact that they come back. Yeah, but they also made a whole episode about crypto stuff, and I'm like, no one's talking about crypto stuff anymore. So this is just like it feels old. It feels like hello, uh, fellow kids. It feels gotcha. it feels very like that, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it was very much like that. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And it's just fine. It's not. It's not. It. It, I don't know. it I hasn't made still. me laugh. I have faith. I all. think they will catch up. Uh, like the the last show uh, Matt Groening and company did was freaking uh, Disenchantment. Disenchanted. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, se- last season coming soon. I yeah, think. and that was slow to start too. But then when once it got, I don't like that one. I mean, there's there's reasons not to, but I feel like yeah, it, did, it did have a slow start. But once it got it, like it's once it got itself going, it was really funny. Like I felt like it was every bit as funny as like uh, like OG whoa, Simpsons whoa. and uh, like Futurama in its prime, but it was a small oh, whoa, it was a small whoa. window whoa, because whoa, then they went off the rails again. OG Simpsons, Casey. Yes, oh, no, no, like no, I no, like no, I was no. I was all in for Disenchantment. Them them's for fine. a very small yeah, section of time. Words. <laughs> like it went off the rails OG again Simpsons afterwards. Is, that's that's it, it got there. really good at some point. If okay. It was like eh at the beginning was kind of good and then went off the rails again shortly afterwards. Isn't that just a fluke? <laughs> it doesn't feel like a fluke. Like I mean, like how good was that spell when it well, was it's Well, be- it's because like they first have to set up the characters and like they didn't do a great job at that. Yeah. But like after yeah, you spent time with them, one. you yeah. started to you started to get a better taste for like how they behave and like who they were and like how they interact with the world. And then like the world becomes interesting, the characters and their stories in the world becomes interesting. So like they did have to build to get there. So that didn't feel like a fluke. Like it wasn't like one-off random jokes that had nothing to do with the plot uh, okay, that they were yeah, building. Okay. But then after like after like that really good part of their story like kind of concluded and had to move on to the next thing, the next thing just wasn't as interesting. <laughs> yeah, so like that's where they started to like fall off. Yeah, yeah. But I, I want to go back because I don't, I don't think I finished all of it yet because like yeah, it got really pretty bad at the end. Like I think, think season three. Yeah, I um, think the last season is coming out soon as well, isn't it? Or for, is, is it out? I don't know. I I'm not sure. Disenchantment. I think so. I heard something about it. Okay, I, I do need to go back then and see if they they re redeem themselves. But like. I need. I'm. I'm gonna go back to Futurama. I, like Futurama is. The thing is, Futurama's premise is so much stronger than anything else that that team has had to work with. I feel like so. Like they can very easily just kind of go off the cuff and like make stuff that's yeah. just super good. So like yeah. if they need so, if they need to like you know regain their footing because like maybe these are earlier episodes and the season's been this show's been gone for like a what like five ten years or something at this point. Yeah, I'll, I will give them that leeway. They've they've earned it in my mind. Yeah, they've earned it. That's why I'm watching it. But it's it's like like Nick saying in the chat. It's just kind of there. It's just like it's I can live without it. Like I don't. I nothing would change basically for me. But I'll keep watching it because it's easy watching. It's not like you know. I'm. I don't have to like stare at it and be like, oh my god, what's happening? You know. Um, so yeah, it's fine. Uh, finished Life is Strange remastered and Before the Storm Before the Storm is so much better than the the first game is that a prequel so, or is that a sequel it's it's a prequel Before okay. the Storm and it's so much more interesting it's so much better like it, the writing is so much better because the first game is like all the Life is Strange 
games have a bit of this is how we think Americans talk, that kind of thing. <laughs> and it's very strange sometimes. <laughs> and it's very cringe a lot of the times as well. And it's like before That's the storm for American though. <laughs> I mean, because it, it's made by French people or French Canadian people. So it's like, it's a bit strange. Um, yeah, but Before the Storm is so much better. But it's only three episodes. And the last episode goes off the fucking rails. They should have just made one extra episode. Because like the first two made sense. And the third one, they just push everything in it. Like just, just things happening. And I'm like, oh, this is a lot. Ghost that and I don't know. Okay, I have a question. Sorry, this I think this is going to be some major spoilers for that game series. People haven't played it, including me. Is, what do you mean by off the rails? Because this is the first one. Doesn't it end with, like, freaking time travel and, like, being psychic or something? Yeah, the first game is, like, Max has, for some reason, time time powers so she can, like, rewind time and stuff. It's yeah. that Also, the ending of that is kind of, like, it deals with some serious issues and, like, some bad stuff. But the... Third episode, like, and the, okay, so Before the Storm is about Chloe and Rachel. Rachel is the girl that, I mean, this is, like, she's missing in the first game, so it's not really, like, a spoiler. Like, you get, there's, like, missing posters of her everywhere, and people talk about it, so it's not, like, a big thing. But you, you, because in the first game, you find out what happens to Rachel. Um, but in the prequel, you obviously find out what happens, because Chloe knows Rachel, and Chloe's in the first game as well. Um... So Chloe and Rachel kind of have this thing going on. They're either besties or like lovers, basically, or like yeah. Um, same, same and difference. you just find out. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I I think you can choose, but I'm not sure. Kind of. Um, so, and it's a okay. I don't. It's a whole thing because Rachel finds out that somewhat spoilers, I guess. Because you kind of feel like you find this out pretty quickly. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like she finds out that her mom is not her mom, and like her old, like her real mom comes back. Her biological mom comes Mm -hmm. back for her, and she used to be like a heroin addict and stuff. So it's a whole thing about that. And then there's a bad guy because Chloe like takes drugs and buys drugs from this guy, like Frank. And he's kind of like a small-time dealer. He's not really that bad. But then Frank has this friend that looks like a fucking vampire. Like a, and he's a bad guy. He's a, he brings, like, knives and stuff. And, it, like, in the third episode, it just goes off the rails. Like, I'm not going to spoil that. But I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What I, like, we went from what happened. Because, like, they just needed, like, one more episode to, like, pad it out a little bit. Because uh-huh. the pacing was completely off when we got to the third episode. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I got really... Because I really liked the first two episodes. I was like, I'm super into this. This is great. This is so much better than the first game. And then we get to the third episode. And I'm like, this is a bit much. This is too much. All at once. You can't do this. Like, it makes no sense. Just make, like, an extra episode. They should have done that. But they didn't. And then, for some reason, the bonus episode is even further in the future, or, like, in, no, in the past, which also, I don't like when games do that, when they're, like... they can't move forward, instead they're continuously building up more backstory. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, because it would have made more sense to put that first, 
and then I continue with Before the Storm. But the bonus episode is when they're when Max and Chloe are children. Max is the like protagonist in the first game, and she moves away from Chloe. And then the first game is sh- her coming back basically to the town. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so it's very strange to go from this this big thing you played before the storm and like the, it went the fuck off the rails in the third episode, and that's just the end. And then you're just going back again, but even further back when they're kids. And I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds like they I they don't have like more story in mind to like continue no. it. So instead, they're just building out like the history. Like if they've alluded to something yeah. in these characters' past, they can just spend time and flesh that out to buy them time to actually think of what comes next. If, yeah. if there is a, a next, is what that sounds like to me. Yeah, because uh, that's also something you know early on in the first game. It's like Chloe's dad died in a car accident, so that's what that bonus episode is. It's that day when they find out that he died. And we've seen that in the first game. So it's just more of that. And I'm like, right. I, I know this. I don't need to know more of this. Like, it's fine. I get it. They played out in the yard and this whole thing. It's like, but it's supposed to be this kind of heartwarming thing. Like, they're really good friends. But also Max did have, hasn't told Chloe that she's moving away. Um, but Chloe knows anyway. And, you know, it's a whole that thing. But I'm like... They just did it in a weird order, didn't pace it right. But the first two episodes of Before the Storm is really good. Got like that's, I guess. I feel mm. like that's sometimes a thing where it's like, if the if the story doesn't seem interesting enough, it's like, well, let's change the way it's presented, and then that will add interest. Versus like yeah. building a story to be experienced in a non-linear fashion. Yeah. And like no, that's I don't... part of it. Yeah, I don't know what they thought. It's like, yeah, it's just, oh, it feels off when you play it. That's the thing. It's just like, this doesn't make any sense. You just go like, what is this? Like, you get kind of, like, taken back. Um, but yeah. And then just Oxenfree. Oxenfree is really good, but it's also strange because they talk so much. And then you kind of have to go back. Like, you have to backtrack a little bit sometimes. Yeah. And yeah, then there's just silence. It. Yeah. And there's I... just silence. And I'm like... So there's no talking here, but there's been talking this whole time, and now it's just quiet. I, I, I could not stand Oxenfree. I hated it. I hate it, but it led me to getting <laughs> a job with the Escapist. So thanks, Oxenfree. Nice. Hey. <laughs> wow, but good for something. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, My partner was playing that, and I was watching her play it, and we were both like, "People like this. Like, what is?" <laughs> I like it, but I also like because it's a short experience. Because if it was longer, I would not like it. But it has some creepy stuff. It's kind of it's cool looking, um, but it also yeah, this just, just I don't really like any of the characters except the one you're playing. Yeah. That's the thing. That so that was a big yeah, of a, bit of, of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that was, yeah. That was another issue. I remember we because you did a review of that first. Man of Medan game, yeah, and we played the co-op, and we were both like, "Can we? Can we get all of them killed? <laughs> yeah, can like, we that try was to kill our everyone?" Role. And that was really fun. <laughs> yeah, because it's like these people are insufferable. Like, sure, there's pirates that want to murder us, but like, yeah, I mean, you know, but, are they really worse? But that scene built for that, right? Like, it was. It's trying to. It's trying to emulate B movie horror, where yeah, you know, all the mm-hmm. teens are dickheads and so they justify that 
they justified their deaths with the fact that oh, well, they were unlikable dickheads. So like, that, that's what they were going for. So it it, it kind of worked. Everyone's very like they play a stereotype in Man of Medan, and everyone's very cringe. Yeah. But like that's just the dark pictures games overall, which mm-hmm. is weird because like they're all bad. They're all pretty bad. I love them though, but they're bad. <laughs> like they're that kind of bad. But because they also made the quarry on the side, which is not dark pictures, but it's the same studio. But oh, they really? just made that as a, like a side thing. I don't know if it's the same like part of the suit, but that game's good. That's a good game. Hmm. So I don't know why the Dark Pictures is so bad. Yeah, because it's and they're terrible. They also made Until Dawn, right? Yeah, but that was the first one that kind of launched it. So Until Dawn is also good. I have played it, but I've seen it like several times. So Until Dawn and the Quarry are good. Dark Pictures, the Anthology is not good. So I don't know what they're doing with that. I don't understand. I feel like Dark Pictures is intentionally not good. <laughs> like it, like the story is not good because they want you and your friends to like mess around in it. Mm. But um, but I don't know. I I, I I had a good time playing those games when I was playing those games with other people. Like when we did Man, yeah. Man with Jesse, and when I did the second one, Little Hope, with my fiance. Like we had a good time. Mm. Like basically pointing out how absurd some of the situations were and like the how dumb some of the twists ended up being like that's what made it fun i think and i, and I don't yeah. know that felt intentional to me yeah y'all need like, to play house of ashes or asses like as i call it house of asses. <laughs> i mean because it, it's just it is because it, it's like it's the american stereotype war because it's like oh we're in war so it's that kind of military American stereotype. Everyone's like that and that. And I'm like, oh, I hope everyone dies. Everyone sucks. <laughs> See, they were, that's probably what they were going for. Yeah. Um, but okay, uh, we'll we'll move on to our uh, first topic, which I didn't realize uh, how much time had passed. <laughs> but this happens every time. It does. Crazy. It does. Yeah. yeah. It's my fault. Um, you, need a, you need a timer it. that goes with a loud <laughs> after a set amount. Pl- like, play, well, it plays someone off. We'll figure something out. Um, but we'll, we'll go into it. We shouldn't take a ton of time on this because it's pretty small announcement with a little bit of information. Sony's PlayStation Portal handheld. Um, you guys have probably seen pictures of it. It's l- yeah. pretty much a dual sense controller with a like a massive <laughs> flat screen in the middle of it. Um, yeah. This thing apparently does not have internal uh hardware of its own no really like it's just a streaming peripheral streaming for mode. the ps5 yeah so like uh, it connects to wi-fi your play- playstation 5 has to be on wi-fi and then you can play the stuff yep. that's on your playstation 5 does not so work with Train. sony's subscription uh streaming service however so i can only that's be weird. portable in my own house well some people are saying that it works over wi-fi so like if you're on wi-fi outside of your house you can somehow connect back to the PlayStation oh, yeah. in your Historically, house. Historically, train Wi-Fi is very good. <laughs> Which you know, like, <laughs> like people are saying that I I feel like that has never worked or been like a real thing that that these companies have gotten right. So yeah, I don't see how that's Wi-Fi. an actual thing. Like I have a hard. I bought a Steam Link. So mm-hmm. I can play my computer games in the living room just to be a little bit easier yeah, and like for fun stuff. And even that hardwired in still has noticeable latency yeah. issues mm. at like made it. So now it's just a, a, a box of plastic that I am trying to get rid of. Like it, it's not usable. 
Right. I don't know how. I mean, that was also made several years ago. Maybe their Wi-Fi is better, but like, I just I'm not convinced that that's going to be truly playable. I just don't see the point. Like, no. Who's going to be in their own house and be like, I've got my PS5 set up. It's on, connected <laughs> to Wi-Fi, and is on the screen. But I want to go sit somewhere else. It's not like you, two people can use it. Like your child can play on the right. PS phone. It's thing. it's a way for you to second screen your PS5. So like the 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 one and only yeah. use case I keep hearing about this is like you have a significant other or a child who is watching TV where your PS5 mm-hmm. is hooked up. So this is an option for you to play your game elsewhere in the house without having to buy a second right. TV. But it's like, but it also doesn't have Bluetooth. Just spend that $200 What's the on point? A TV? Yeah, $200, yeah. $200 on a TV would honestly be a better investment. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, this is. You did. Like, how is this different than the Wii U? It's not. It is fundamentally not different yeah, than the Wii U. Famously failed. There's what? one difference with the Wii U that I games think. were interestingly designed to incorporate the Wii U's <laughs> thing. Into the experience. This is just a TV in your hands. Yeah. A dumb, tiny TV in your hands that you can't use outside of your own house. That's the selling point. It's cheap. But like, it I, don't, I, don't, have I don't know if I can say $200 is cheap. Well, for compared to other, what, because they, they're trying, I feel like they're trying, you know, the, the person who doesn't look into it too much. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, some PlayStation portable, $200. Right. I'll get that, you Cause know? It, Yeah, because like it's it's the same price as a Switch Lite, but a Switch yeah. Lite is a, is a full console, mm-hmm. so it's like the whole point of it is it's a scam, right? It's trying <laughs> yeah, to no, but it kind of is because pe- yeah, because people don't know like it doesn't have Bluetooth. You will have to buy the Sony fucking things, and they mm-hmm. cost two hundred dollars, so yeah. you're up to four hundred now. Sony's yeah, proprietary like, uh, is- earbuds, but this is the thing: you have to own. A PS5. That as well. Yes. So if you're you're like in the portable market and you have, okay, your choices are Switch, um, Steam, um, what the fuck is it called? Steam Deck. Deck? Yeah. Yeah. Steam Skateboard (laughs) and and this, right? This one requires a PS5, which not a lot of people own because they're like, if you've got a PC, they're paperweights. Um, And... You can't. The Steam Deck and the Switch can be used portably, not connected to the internet, mm-hmm. and you can just use them anywhere. So, like for example, I go on a lot of like long trips to like work on dock shit for um, the Escapist. Mm-hmm. Nick, like Omar, and me, we, we all have a Switch or a Steam a Steam Deck. What am yeah. I going to do if I'm like in Canada? Message my housemate and be like, "Oh, please, can you turn on the the PS5?" <laughs> I'd like to play, um, you know, oxen free, um, and then it's like at one FPS, and the latency is two weeks because it's going across. The- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's 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 it seems really bad, and the price seems really high for what they're offering, and yeah, I, I am honestly baffled as to why they would do this. Also, what is the price of PlayStation VR? Is that like four hundred? Well, yeah, I think so. Oh. Okay, so that I feel like is too high for a peripheral for a console that already costs almost as much as that. So for them to offer another peripheral at this price is 
basically Sony once again just showing you how far ahead they are in the market because they feel like they can get away with this sort of BS. Like, will this sell? I don't know. But like, I, I have seen people be genuinely excited for this thing. And I'm like, I don't yeah. know what you're going to do with it. I, I think mean, Honeymoon struck, right. struck it. It's like, I just don't think those people know what it is. Yeah. They, they're it just like, cool. yeah, it's the Switch killer. But you can't use it properly. No. Like, I think the main issue is the whole Wi-Fi thing. It's... Uh -huh. Because there are so many situations where you can't use it, and those are the situations I want a portable console. While mm -hmm. I'm on a train, while I'm on a long journey, while I'm on the on a plane, right? Like, that's when I want my Switch. That's where I want my Steam Deck. I mean, I don't have a Steam Deck, but this isn't going to be able to do that. It's just going to be an extended DualShock controller with a TV in it that I can't use when I want to use it. <laughs> Laura Reffa says you can kill a switch with it by clubbing it to death. <laughs> I'm not so sure. I think the switch might be a sturdier built thing than this <laughs> than this PlayStation Portal. But um, like, like I want to compare it to kind of what Xbox has in terms of like streaming options, and like Xbox does not have a bespoke uh, device. They just use your phone or a tablet or whatever, right? And you can just use the Xbox. Uh, game pass app to just use cloud stuff and that does have the capability to either remote to your console the same way this portal thing does and to use their cloud gaming stuff so that you can stream from wherever you're at and just play a game from their cloud service sony also has a cloud service but it's just not a factor in this and I, like i don't know if that's a thing that they can maybe add later because i feel like that would dramatically increase the value if you could you play your PlayStation Cloud library wherever you're at with this thing. But like, is it that they know that it's terrible or that <laughs> or that they just like I can't I can't understand the reasoning for this. Oh, Lamy says you can already remote your uh PS4 to your phone. Yeah, you can. Probably, yeah. Cause it was because that was a thing you could do with the Vita. Like you could play oh, yeah, your PS4 stream. games on your Vita. Yeah, Stick Shift was just mentioning that the PS Vita, the PlayStation TV, and all that. Where yeah, you could just send it to it. Maybe they're mm. trying to redo something like that. I feel Lampy brought up that uh, like it would be useful in well, if I just want to go and play my PS Five in bed, I would have to get the PS Five into my bedroom and have a TV in there. Where it's like yeah, okay, I'll just play this before bed. Like the very specific situation of. I just want to play it somewhere else in my house where I don't want to have it permanently set up is a valid thing. I but don't know how that's... Yeah, I don't know how that's a big enough stretch of people yeah, with disposable income point? that want that. And if you want... And if you want to not disturb your partner while you're in bed with it, you need to spend another $200 for the earbuds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does it oh, not oh, have no. just a, a hard line? I'm not. I'm jack? not sure if it has. I think Rapo said it has a jack, but I don't know if I own any. Cord, cord yeah, like when I like when when like, the story came out, I realized yeah, I no longer have like wired headphones. Like I mean, these ones I can stick a wire into, but I'm not putting these on in bed. <laughs> I don't even have wires to these. Gosh, am I the only one who prefers wired stuff? Like my keyboard, my headphones. I I don't like wireless if I can avoid it. Oh, I love wireless. no, but stuff like that. Would, but headphones, I want wireless. Headphones are wireless. Oh, like yeah. Mouse, I need this wired, cord. Wired. This is my I, don't have to I need it. <laughs> I can't go into the kitchen. 
I'm okay with that. Sometimes I need to stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. This, this just seems like a really terrible idea. I, I'm curious to see how it sells when it's like yeah. uh, fully released. But I, I hope it's bad because Sony needs to get kicked in the teeth for these constant terrible decisions in terms of like hardware and uh, proprietary I, BS. I think Sony are on their way. I think they're on their way to getting the the massive teeth kicking. Like <laughs> with everything Xbox is doing, like Xbox have been coming out with wins idea wise yeah. and like everything with Game Pass for years. Like maybe some of the games they're publishing haven't been great. Um, but the actual business decisions have all been like, yep, that's the future. Like, this is it. They're just, yeah. they're ahead yeah, of their and time. And that's why, you know, like, I'll, I'll root for them to kind of get a leg up in a lot of these situations where, where Sony just continues to kick ass because their games just uh, carry so, that much more cachet. Yeah. But, like, that just that brings along with it this hubris that lets them think they can get away with this kind of garbage. <laughs> Well, I don't think it's like they feel like they can get away with it. There must be someone extremely high up at Sony who genuinely thinks this is a good idea. And is like, this is going to be the new Switch. And is like, everyone who owns a PS5 is going to get one of these. It's going to be killer. Or they're just like, actually, Danny, who wants to play uh, Thingy in his bed, he wants to play God of War in his bed, it's worth it that we manufacture these in the millions for that type of person which is weird well it's also if it's like hey this is a completely luxury item like you do not need this this is a peripheral if we can manufacture these for 40 bucks and we sell them for 200 like it's worth it for the amount that we think we're going to sell even though it's going to be low because yeah. the markup is high enough because the mm-hmm. people who want this are the people who have that sort of scratch lying around yeah yeah so, so here targeting whales <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> hardware for whales. whales yeah hardware whales <laughs> i mean it's, it's, like yeah like the the premium luxury like that's definitely where sony uh wants to be uh, that's pretty much where they are. Like they, that's how they price their stuff. That's how they treat their products. Is as if they are in that sort of Apple camp, um, and they they emulate a lot of their decisions based on like what Apple does, which is kind of the same thing. Like just that's price gouging their user base. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, any anything else on this? Or we can move on to our final topic. Close things up. I know we're running. Just interesting running to see away. how the numbers when it comes down. Yeah. Also, say. Yeah. I'm going to say saying this, I think I know, I have a friend of mine who would probably buy one of these because he's got the money and he could be like, well, yeah, my, my things, my PS5 is in the living room on the bottom floor. So there like, you, there you go. I want to play it in bed. Sony wins again. <laughs> yeah. But uh, moving on, uh, Sony's bitter rival, Microsoft, uh, still has not closed every avenue of their acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Uh, their latest scheme, we'll call it, to appease the CMA, who has been blocking them uh, in the the UK region <clears throat> or the EU region, EU, right? EU. Not UK. It's UK. UK. Sorry. UK. Yeah. The UK. Yeah, I think uh, so too. Because yeah, famously CMA said that they weren't going to allow this because of the potential monopoly on uh, cloud yeah. gaming. Right. That was their big yeah. uh, hold holdout. Microsoft has now said that they will license 
the rights to all cloud streaming services to Ubisoft. So Ubisoft will be in control of uh, what companies get access to uh, Activision online licenses for the, like not online, but like cloud services. And Ubisoft will yeah. be able to offer all those Activision titles on their own Ubisoft Plus platform as a, a cloud streaming service. Which goes through Xbox now anyway. Like, Well, yeah, like Xbox Ubisoft Plus can be packaged. On EA and Ubisoft, like, because you can play Ubisoft titles through Xbox Game Pass, right? No, Ubisoft Plus oh, wait, is, is still it just EA that you can do that. Yeah, EA Play is wrapped up in Ultimate, but okay. Ubisoft Plus is still a separate thing that you would have to uh, subscribe to. Oh, so so this this is their latest plan essentially to appease the CMA and say like, hey, look, in this region, like outside of the US, we don't control who gets and who doesn't get access to cloud streaming. Oh, Ubisoft don't does. Tell me. <laughs> so will th will this be enough? To to have you close the deal. And it looks like they're gonna deliberate on this at some point in October. But I'm curious, um, how do you guys feel about this play? Like, is this a good idea? Like, is there a benefit no. to this? No, no. <laughs> okay, Jesse's like, no, it's a good, bad idea. Yeah. Big no, specifically because I'm British. <laughs> I, like, British. I don't want you to take offense from this. But the launcher for Ubisoft stuff is not ideal. No. And it's not my preferred thing to go to. Mm -hmm. And if I'm, I was a big fan of like, you know, my Overwatches, my Diablos, my World of Warcraft and stuff like that. If all of the Activision stuff goes to a launcher that I don't like just in the UK, I'm going to get bullied. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go to the office and people are going to bully me. They're going to say, how, how was your time opening World of Warcraft, mate? Did it take you two weeks? And I'll be like, oh, I yeah. I don't, I, don't want it yeah i feel like that is a purposeful play there's two things out of this one absolutely purposeful play to go oh well we, we we're not gonna do it we'll let them deal with it and then yeah. give it to the people who have like a famously disliked launcher so that when enough people complain about it they can be like well we tried but really it's just the consumers that wanted everything in hold on, I wanna... one camp are you gonna try to defend the UB launcher? No, 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 no. I, I no, absolutely not. But <laughs> I wanna, I wanna clarify. Um, I don't know per se if the if this plan is that Ubisoft has a launcher that handles all this cloud stuff. What I've read, I remember saying that Ubisoft essentially licenses the rights back to Microsoft. So like Ubisoft, Ubisoft is the one who gets to decide who. This is just a roundabout way of. Yeah, well, right. What's the wait? What's the well, okay? The the thing is, Microsoft is not the one in control. So like, Ubisoft, uh -huh. which they probably would not, because that's probably contingent on why they get this this privilege or this right. Ubisoft, uh, like Microsoft, has basically given the rights to Ubisoft in the UK to license out who can stream uh, those titles. So Microsoft would have to go to Ubisoft and pay them in order to stream the stuff that they gave them. But what if Ubisoft just go no? They, they could they, essentially, right? Yeah. And, but yeah, why they would they? All of their games yeah. on their own, they they stream it from their launcher. That's they, what it. Yeah, has they to could essentially they could do that essentially, but yeah, and what's but, but they them, they wouldn't right? do that. Is is the why? Because <laughs> why wouldn't they? Because now because now they they have an in with Microsoft, right? Mm. Like yeah. like you like to be to be fair. To be fair, Microsoft and Ubisoft 
are both companies that generally play nice with other companies. Yeah, that's like they true. don't they don't act super adversarial. They don't want to step on each other's toes, right? But it'd be funny if they did. <laughs> it, would, it would be very. Oh my god! Can you imagine if Microsoft all of a sudden is holding it back? Like it's Ubisoft like, just turns like, around um, and says, "I don't think I will license these games back to you, Microsoft." <laughs> no, but I oh feel they god. must have already talked about it for them to. Have right yeah and, and this right? was a this was like a big surprise right like i i probably shouldn't say this but internally we got an email from eves that basically when this was announced um on like twitter and stuff an email went out company-wide to basically say like hey this thing is happening we'll have more information for you in like a couple yeah. weeks because nobody knew anything about this this seemed like very spur of the moment or like somebody somebody had a brilliant idea it was like oh call eves let's see if he'll go for it like I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just like a situation where Microsoft were just looking around and they're like, who isn't a direct competitor here? Like, in this space, mm-hmm. right? Who isn't that? And they've just gone, well, Ubisoft are doing good things. We could very easily just call them up and say, hey, we're having some UK problems because the UK people hate Monopoly. The game. And <laughs> you say... As they should. Yeah. And they just go, all right, well, we've got some bullshit here. We will pay you 20 million per game you license back to us. It's literally free cash in the UK. Are you cool with that? And they're like, well, you're going to be licensing hundreds of games from Activision Blizzard. So, yeah, sure. And then they just go free money and then they solve the problem. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the simplest, like, you know, it's the simplest one. I think that might be it. So it solves Microsoft's problem of like, yeah. oh, look, we're trying to play nice, but truly it is solving nothing because they are still in control over everything because the person they're cutting a deal with to do this is still in their pocket, essentially, because they would right. not have done this deal if they hadn't worked out with Ubisoft. Here's the game plan of what we're going to do. Of and they're like, sounds good. We like money. And but honestly, I. This this whole stoppage is based on what that Microsoft would be a monopoly for cloud in the UK, which was a flimsy argument from the beginning, right? Like the market's well, yeah, not big they, enough. They, they would be because nobody can compete, right? Like I I would go as far to say that Microsoft are on their way to being the monopoly in the gaming space. Like if they acquire fully Activision Blizzard, mm-hmm. huge publisher, absolutely gargantuan. Microsoft, Activision, Blizzard, like, they've already got EA in their pocket. Like, it goes directly through Game Pass. It's just a matter of time before they they went for Ubisoft. And then, you know, they just cripple Sony because they have the monopoly. Uh, so I, I'm not just saying this because I'm British. We, we kind of have a point on, like, this could get out of hand. But the, the okay, so the, the CMA is talking about cloud, though. Like what? What mm. you were talking about is just full on. Oh yeah, I think it's just bullshit. Like that. It's like, well, it, they've kind of got a monopoly on the cloud now because like Stadia's dead, and like Sony aren't really doing anything. And if you look at the percentages of ownages in cloud, Microsoft are way ahead of anyone. So mm-hmm. it's the only way they can kind of say no, stop this now, now because that's where we are. Um, the theoretical, you know, Microsoft having the monopoly over like game sale is, you know, in a could potentially be a thing in the next five years if they keep doing what they're doing. 
Um, but right now, they do have that. Do you not agree that they don't have a, a monopoly I, on the cloud space? I think, like, on the, the cloud space isn't big enough for that to count. That's like, like no, like no one is using oh, that service in enough I'm numbers. Good. I'm, I would okay, maybe not, mm-hmm. but I would say that is a terrible and dangerous argument to make because you could be like, yeah, in in two thousand, be like, look, yeah. Uh, Brisbane Corp has the monopoly on DVDs, but who has a DVD player? It's not that big a thing right now. Like, that stuff is moving towards a lot of streaming, and it's going to take a massive shift to make that not where we go. Yeah. So to say it's not a big deal now is to uh, completely disregard that it's going to be a big deal unless something major happens. And that we need to plan for that and be aware of that in deals now. But then, but then this this solution still addresses that in that case because it's not Microsoft who gets to decide who can stream the stuff. It's Ubisoft. So, like, yes, Microsoft pays Ubisoft to get their stuff back, and they can do all the cloud stuff that they want. But if Sony goes to Ubisoft and says, hey, we'll also give you money since you hold the rights to license it, Ubisoft is not going to say no <laughs> because that's extra money, right? And then like but any other company who jumps to the Activision thing, Blizzard Ubisoft can then license it out anyway. to them as well. Huh? Yeah. That's where Activision Blizzard are now anyway, right? They, they release their titles on both Xbox and um, you know PlayStation because they are their own distributor, like their own publisher. Right. If Microsoft take them, they're gonna do what they've done to Bethesda and like and stuff like that. When they're like, it's only on Game Pass and like and or, wait, is Starfield on PS Five? Yes. Good. Wait. No. Yeah, no, I was like, I is, it? It is. is Starfield, it? No, Starfield. I don't not. think it is. No. No. Okay, so that's a, that's a new IP. This is the yeah. this is the thing, right? Like, if they fully owned Activision Blizzard. They mm-hmm. take all of their IP and bring it to, um, bring it to Microsoft um, Game Pass and on their consoles and stuff like that, and then they suffocate their competitors because they have. It wasn't a thing like back in the day. Let's say before Game Pass and before Microsoft started buying everything, it was a, an idea of like the console wars were a discussion on like who had better games, like and like better exclusives and stuff like that. Now that is like the only argument for like PlayStation because there's so many games they don't have because it is PlayStation, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's dangerous. It's getting into such a dangerous place. Uh, I'm with our weird British lawyers that are saying no. <laughs> Something yeah. needs to change. I don't think this is the solution. No, um, it's not the solution at all. This no. is worthless. But yeah, I I, kind of disagree. And and, and it's not because I work for Ubisoft. I want to put that out there. (laughs) I don't I I don't think this is a worthless play. Like it it gives some it gives an entirely different company who's been outside of this uh, this battle between Microsoft and Sony a say. And Ubisoft has a history of playing on every single console. Every single time there's a new console release, Ubisoft is like, we're putting something on that console. That's just what they do. I'm, I'm so if there's a if there's a brand new shaky cloud service out in the universe and Ubisoft has the 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 rights to license it out, you bet your ass they're gonna license it out because that's what they do. That's what they've always done. Like that's how I see it. Like they have they've a history done it here. 
they have done it because it's financially yes, and it, this is useful. also financially and viable for them. Yeah, unless Microsoft pays them enough to be like, don't, and they go. But that's not. Right, but that's cool. not what's going on here. Like Microsoft is giving them the rights. So like Ubisoft is Ubisoft gets the rights there. Microsoft has to pay Ubisoft to get it back. To well, yeah, not to get it back. Is, that is, but to release stuff in the UK. Get the, the rights that, for it as well. That is I'm the achieving. most. Yeah, like they like Ubisoft has the rights. So like the same way Microsoft would have to go through Ubisoft to release cloud stuff in that region, everybody else would also need to do that. Sony, for uh, games. Amazon, yeah, for the all any Activision Blizzard games. Yeah. Yeah, but like, Ubisoft's not going to just go against Microsoft and burn that bridge though. If Microsoft think, wants one thing and they'll the be like, "Hey, exists, we want though. this." No, I but then we the want this. I don't think Microsoft can tell I, Ubisoft to not license it to other people. Like no, that like, I don't that think, would be <laughs> I just think Ubisoft won't burn the bridge that relationship. They will be careful with that relationship. That's the thing. That's, it's that's what I'm saying. It's going to be a consideration. Like, like I, again, I don't know this, but like Microsoft wants this deal to go through. I don't yeah. think part of that deal includes making sure Sony can never get access to yeah. Activision <laughs> Blizzard stuff in the UK. Like, I don't think that's contingent. So, like, all they need is for someone else to be holding those rights. So that the CMA can get off their back about having a cloud monopoly. So yeah. if Ubisoft decides we're gonna sell this to Microsoft, we're gonna sell this to Sony, that's not something Microsoft I think is gonna give them heat over because mm -hmm. it solved the issue that they wanted from the first place was to just close this deal worldwide. That's my take. Over on it. time, over time, I think it what? definitely if See, they keep doing is, it, I think they will. What happens if this doesn't go through? Is it they just if, can't the, if sell CMA comes up with another reason? <laughs> Because well, the thing is, is the end end of this if they never come to a deal? Say if the Brits dig our heels in, which we're famous for. <laughs> let's let's say that happens. What is the outcome? Is it that Activision Blizzard and Microsoft games just can't be sold in the UK, or the entire Activision Blizzard um, deal is just crumbled and they can't do it? I I don't think they'll crumble the whole deal. The entire deal? I don't think so. Say again. I don't think one country objecting can completely negate a deal that yeah, was made. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. I, I, I think this is what no, they're looking at. It's either, so it's either everything moves on without the UK and that ends up looking bad for the CMA, which, yeah. and, and honestly, Microsoft doesn't want that because like that's a big market that they would just miss out on in that regard. It's a pretty big market, yeah. So like they do want to, like they do want to come to some understanding, but the CMA, yeah. I think they can't look like, uh, like pushovers. Like yeah. they have to make them work for it, and I, I don't know. This feels sufficient enough. If they if they push back again with this, I do think Microsoft will try and come up with something else as opposed to just they still will. closing. But um, yeah, like this can't go on forever, right? Like the CMA at some point, because like they didn't because they didn't just say no. They said they said they objected on X Y Z grounds. I don't think like the way this works. I don't think they can come up with a new reason after Microsoft tried to appease the old one. You know what I mean? At some point, the thing they complain about, if Microsoft does enough to solve it, they have to like meet there. Hmm. I like. I feel like this could work. The problem is, is just it's going to cause so much potential issues in the future. Because, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Everyone's happy, happy now. But like that can turn very quickly right due yeah. to like structure who's in charge you know how certain games are doing like how the industry is going um which means they could cause a lot of problems um rights wise but then it's just for cloud streaming right not for 
you know, physical sales. Say Activision Blizzard, the new Call of Duty game. It's not like they have to go to Ubisoft and say, oh, can we release it in the UK? Like, can we release physical copies in the UK? It's like, it's just the cloud Yeah, streaming. this is just for cloud, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so petty. It's also <laughs> petty. It's, it's, re- it's petty and it's also worthless. I disagree hard that this is mm-hmm. going to solve anything. Because like... Well, if you, like solve be, what? Like solve Microsoft's bid to acquire, or solve the issue of the uh, monopoly the that monopoly. CMA has? Right. Okay. Because like, if I go, if I'm if I'm in Microsoft's place, and I'm like, oh, Jamate, you're you're British, you're Ubisoft. Hey, <laughs> look, <laughs> why don't why don't you do this for me? But right. every time I want you to do something that really helps me, I'll give you twenty bucks. Oh, then. There we go. Mm-hmm. All right. Money. I'm no longer the per I don't have the monopoly. However, the person who controls my not monopoly is in my pocket. Like we have a I, deal I, outside of this. That the way you describe that deal, I don't think is how it functions. It's it's more so uh if Jamate is Ubisoft and you are Microsoft, Jamate, like once this deal is closed, you are going to sell Jamate. The cloud rights. So Jamate, oh, absolutely, I'm going to so, sell it. Yeah, yeah. So Jamate is going to pay you twenty bucks, right? Mm-hmm. But those rights now, anytime someone wants to use cl- those cloud services for those games, you have to pay Jamate twenty bucks. So Jamate pays twenty bucks to you now. That's what gets mm-hmm. it off your plate. But going mm-hmm. forward, Jamate can sell twenty bucks rights to you, twenty bucks rights to Sony, twenty bucks rights to Amazon, Google, whatever. So mm-hmm. it's a big, it's a big get for Jamate. And what you get out of the deal is the CMA off your back so you can close the acquisition. Yeah, that's totally worth it because now I have the CMA off my back. Uh-huh. I still have the person who's going to be doing the rights in my pocket. They'll but make how are they, extra I, But scratch. how are they in your pocket? Like, yes, you get to do your cloud stuff, but so does everybody else. Like, it's not the monopoly that the CMA was afraid it, of. It solves their problem, does it not? It doesn't because the <laughs> moment I'm like, Jumate, do not sell it to GoogleCon, all right? <laughs> Here's twenty bucks, but like that, but Say, that's a that's a thing you issue. cannot put. Like I, I get what you're saying, but that's a thing that I feel like is completely unenforceable. Like you can't just yeah, you can't just yeah, like look so each cool you, like two companies yeah, can't look each other in the eye. that's literally how huge amounts of business are run is all with this talk, those deals. All this talk just makes me upset that these rights aren't given directly to me because. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to be given twenty quid to license Overwatch to cloud streaming. Like that's pretty chill. You want me? I'll I'll give you twenty dollars if you if you publish my games in the UK. How about that? Jimmy? Okay, so yeah, sure. All right, sweet. My, my UK office up. is off the ground. Like I'll, I'll just show up to wherever they're doing this and just be like, like if hey. you if you guys are saying that these businesses all you know are profit driven and they do what's in the best interest of the companies, etc then why would you assume that Ubisoft would not sell these rights to every single person they could? Like, is that not in Ubisoft's best interest to not adhere to this idea of being in Microsoft's pocket? In that case, why are there games that are only on one console? Because they were offered a fuck ton of money from Sony Mm -hmm. to just put it on the PlayStation. Why wouldn't they sell their game on PC and... Uh, on you know game because yeah because they're trying to I feel, I feel like that's a totally different thing than this situation right but like, we're, like we're talking about like a, we're talking about a company acting in its best interest right like we know what microsoft gets out of this right. deal they get to get their merger to pass 
okay, hang on. But so Ubisoft gets something out of this deal as well, right? So go back to this. So Jumate has the rights to publish my games. And uh, Honey Money, yes. yeah, Honey Money is like, hey, Jumate, I want to publish those Jesse games. Here's, here's, you know, I'll pay you the publishing rights. Mm-hmm. 20 bucks. And good. Casey is like, hey, I want to publish those at my Casey place. 20 bucks. And I go to Jumate and I go, hey, I don't want you to publish it for Casey. Publish it to Honey Money. Here's 20 bucks. Don't put it on Casey's. And he that's, goes, oh, sorry. There's, yeah. yeah that, so I, now, now. That, okay. Invested, You're now, talking about straight up crimes. <laughs> yes. You Casey. Come on, Casey. Yes. It is a crime. Wait a minute. Are you talking about crimes? <laughs> yes. Yes, that's exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> You, uh, you know, Microsoft and Activision. Like, no, I have been done crime. Listen, I am all for not crime. <laughs> I'm all for crime. <laughs> no, I, I'm all for being super skeptical of like big corporations and whatnot. But I, I will also admit that a lot of these companies are doing things purely for profit right like right like but, and, and, like they, and they make and they I'm make saying. decisions that work which is why they get so profitable i and don't want to pay jimate ten dollars more if he doesn't publish on yours now like, that's profitable that is best for his company but it's not like it's but not he's gonna make an extra ten dollars by yeah. not no no no, no. i'm talking about i'm talking about okay in this case i'm talking about microsoft it's not profitable for oh. microsoft to play that game to tell this company that got them to close this deal, don't do the thing that got that allowed us to close this deal. Make sure that that's actually. Do you get what I'm saying? Like no, I don't. I feel like. Look, hold on one second. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like Microsoft, like the biggest hurdle they were facing was the idea that them buying Activision Blizzard was going to be a monopoly in terms of games publishing. Period. They weren't yeah. worried about cloud. It's not something that was on their radar, right? The CMA brought that up, kind of as. Like a a, vest, a last vestige of like okay we don't have a strong enough argument to to say the yeah. first thing but this cloud thing could be a thing in the future so let's harp on that 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 is okay I I gotta do a quick correction that is absolutely something that they have they were focusing on is cloud gaming not only with the stuff that they have in cloud gaming now and that they're moving towards ten years ago with Xbox 360 and getting stuff on like uh on um like your 360 and getting all that with your microsoft store and buying stuff digitally like 10 15 years ago they were pushing hard for that they were investing a ton in that they knew what cloud gaming and cloud uh purchases were back then and they put a ton into that so it is absolutely something on their radar so it's in their best interest for you know cloud infrastructure to spread and be ubiquitous it's not right now despite all their biggest efforts, like in terms of video games, like services, cloud is not a big deal. It would help if other people got into it and made it spread. So like what I'm saying is like, it's not in their best interest to sort of snuff that out as soon as they possibly can. It makes more sense for them to be a big player in an actual emerging market. So so if someone else was like, hey, I have a cloud service, like Nvidia has a cloud service, and it would help NVIDIA to pay Ubisoft a bunch of money to get all those Activision games, why would Microsoft tell them no? That's what I'm getting at. I feel like because that would not help them. Because that's that lost revenue. Yeah, it's lost revenue if NVIDIA is making that money and they're what not. What they want, at the end of the day, 
is yeah i i do agree cloud gaming isn't where it should be mm-hmm. like it it's we i think we're all in agreement that with the trajectory we're on it's looking like it's going to be the future what they want is in an ideal world microsoft want to force gamers onto microsoft game pass that's what they want and how they're doing that is they're buying all of the companies that make <laughs> all of the games mm-hmm. so sure. it's all on game pass so the only way you can play those games is on game pass with this new system with ubisoft they're saying yeah yeah you can you can license the the rights to other people but don't only put it on game pass so if you want to do cloud gaming and you want to play this game the only way you can do it is on here that's how they make money off of that because it's driving yeah. more people to them they don't care about the 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 sales specifically cloud gaming like, they don't I care mean, if it's on nvidia's site that because that is any money that. that is an option but like we're all we're also forgetting that game pass as a subscription service has value in more than just those games which means it's fine if somebody else has the thing because you would have to pay like a full $70 or a second subscription service in order to get to it, right? But but they're not getting the money from that subscription service. That's the point. If Nvidia, if you're buying the Nvidia service and playing it on their site, they're not getting that money Nvidia are. They've paid to host that game on their service, but they're not giving them a fee every time somebody plays that game. So Microsoft aren't making any money off of that specific deal. So they're going to tell Ubisoft, even though they could say no and they mm-hmm. could give it to whoever, they're going to be like, you can do what you want, but don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. That, it's a possibility. Oh, I, for sure. I, I don't see it. Like, I feel like it's a, lot of, it's a lot of trouble for them to have to set this whole BS up in the first place to get past this thing. I feel like it's, It'd be real crazy. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I do feel like it's real crazy if as soon as the deal closes, they turn around and be like, ha gotcha. It's still a monopoly like you were afraid no, of, just in this new way. They're not going to turn around and say that. They're just putting all the pieces in line. <laughs> it's so going to be that's under the table. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll yeah. I mean, yeah, only time will tell at this point. Like, If, if this goes through, yeah, if yeah. Ubisoft gets the rights and whatnot, and all of a sudden, you know, the, the Activision stuff just doesn't make it anywhere else. And Microsoft was just struggling. Like, I don't know. Nobody wanted to buy it, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, then we'll be like, all right, yeah, they did it. They, they pulled one over on us. I, I personally don't see it, but it's, it's, a, it's a definite possibility. Someone mentioned this in chat. They could, also, what happens when uh, Microsoft makes a bid to buy Ubisoft? Yeah. Which That'd Ubisoft is, I mean, <laughs> in the group of, like, the 14 biggest companies that do video game publishing, Activision Blizzard and Ubisoft are in there. They already bought one of them. They want to own the whole yeah, landscape. I want to say Ubisoft is like 11th on that list they're, or something like they're that. They're on there. It's somewhere. <laughs> they make a lot of games. <clears throat> they do make well, a lot of games. That's a lot of games. you get into real Monopoly shit, which is illegal. And like, yeah, like if they Come on now. All the stress that they just got over Activision Blizzard, I can't. <laughs> like they're going to. No, but that's it. They've They've already, if it goes through, then they have a case for well, this one worked out. Why don't we get this That's other one? Yeah, I mean, this look is... at look at media with like how uh, uh, the, it would probably be Sony um, then. In all honesty, like if anyone's going to do it, Sony would be like, all right, well, we'll take Ubisoft or EA. That's what they should be doing. And then, <laughs> yeah, well, this is why we had the conversation about their dumb two hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like 
instead of buying companies and trying to compete with Microsoft, they're making this bullshit. <laughs> but this is the thing. It's like Disney. Disney own so much of the mm -hmm. media production world, mm -hmm. but they own yeah. it to a percent where it's not considered the monopoly. Like they know the exact percentage of the industry they can own mm -hmm. to it, so it's not illegal. And when they lose things, they just buy things again till it's at that exact percentage. Which is Microsoft ridiculous. aren't doing that. They're just buying everything. It's <laughs> yeah. like and it's like woo! They're a kid in a toy, like a candy shop. It's it's crazy. I, I mean, you're you are right. Like there, that, that ex exists. But like video games are a different medium, and like the avenues to like success are a lot more open than those big companies. Like there are a lot of smaller companies that can break in. Like I know it's hard. Like it's like a crap shop, but like there's new indie uh, outside of uh, the big publishers. There's new like AAA studios that get formed all the time. So like, yes, they might yeah, get eaten and, eventually. <laughs> and fail too. Like, well, this, yeah, sure. There's a lot there of, there's a lot are, of failures as well, but I'm just but, saying like, it's, it's a much more dynamic you know, industry. You know what makes uh, failure a whole lot more prominent and possible is when you only got several big studios, maybe one big studio that you can connect with and they go, hey, do you want to be on our exclusive Game Pass thing? It's like, no, I don't. It's like, well, then we're not going to help you or we can bury you or we can uh, buy the team out from under you, put them on our thing and then you'll fail and now we have people. Like, if when you're dealing with companies this big, you are at their mercy and that's why monopolies and things that are getting close to monopolies are so bad for consumers and for for art and business because they yeah. say we run enough of this shit that we can stomp you out and it's pocket change to us but there there are companies that do what you're saying and there are companies that do not like yeah. I what happens and you when don't know what you're gonna get like the other no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like there's we can look at companies track records and see what they have been doing like like some of the some of the biggest most faceless corporations in the video game industry have been generous to game developers tencent is who i'm referring to like they've bought so much of the industry they own just a shadow shadowy a amount generosity that's no, but the, business. No, of course it's business. But like it's also it's also the case where like they're not doing anything evil yet, we'll say. Because oh, yes, they're sure. investing all this money left, right, yeah. center, but these companies are allowed to do what they want to do with that money. Like we're not seeing like just straight up evil happening in this industry in that way. Like that's why like I get the cynicism for a lot of big corporations. And like, yes, video game companies can be very bad, but we are still talking about video game companies. And by and large, they are not this evil. I I don't agree. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll stand alone on this. I will stand alone on this. I'm fine. The thing is, you're completely right in the sense that like all companies do have their own way of doing things. And some operate really wholesomely and really good. Some operate not so wholesomely, EA. Um, and <laughs> the thing is, is that was true and still is in the film industry. Because I don't think they're that different. The mm -hmm. problem is, is the big companies, like Jesse was saying, they do have the monopoly in that space. So mm -hmm. they can stamp people out. Now, historically, EA have done this. They have stamped on companies and destroyed series, like Mass Effect and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Chasing profits and doing these things and buying different companies, dissolving them, doing all this horrible shit. Yes, right now, that's an edge case for them. But what if EA had the monopoly on 
games media. That would be happening across the board and would be terrible for the consumer because, like, Mass Effect fans, they have destroyed that series. But ha- seeming no reason. But has that not also destroyed EA's, like, credibility in the market? Like, like the video game audience, I feel like, is no. very different from the... What do you mean, no? Like, no, EA like, was voted, like, one of the worst companies... Though? In the oh no! World, which <laughs> and they're crying with with hundred dollar bills. It does not matter. No, at but this Jesse, point it does matter that. because if if they're, you've been paying attention, EA has changed that. Like they put Vince Ampella at the head of their company. He's handling all their studios. EA has for the last couple of years been releasing stuff that's actually good. Like they removed a bunch of the microtransaction stuff because they got in yeah. trouble for it. But if you look at Dice. Like they're still destroying Battlefield, like one of their biggest franchises. And I mean, they're not—they're not perfect. What I'm saying—what I'm saying is, uh, in comparison to other like big corporations, especially in media, video games, I feel like are a lot—they're a lot more responsive to those sorts of complaints. Like when their player bases yell out and say, "Like we will not stand for this." Those companies do make those changes. Like Microsoft was one way until they got completely obliterated by. Sony because the fans noped out of everything that they were talking about with Xbox One. And then they had to change their tune. Phil Spencer got in charge. And all of a sudden, they're, you know, for the consumer in every conceivable way. That is a full-on shift of Xbox games from what it was to what it is today. That's marketing. It's not marketing. It's the truth. They've provided services that are of much greater value to consumers than any other games maker since. That is just true. Stuff that is... Yeah, they have provided some stuff and but the language in which they do it in everything that you said that's the marketing like they're providing a service so that they can make money off people like it's, it's not okay. part of and marketing no explaining what they, a company is doing like just point blank in period. the, fl- <laughs> in the floweriest best language sure. possible Yes, and also not mentioning the other stuff that they do. Absolutely. So, so what is the other stuff that is harming consumers in this regard? Because, because like at this point, there is there is no video game publisher of the big three that is doing more for a consumer than Microsoft. And that's just the, that's just the truth. Nintendo does not care about your money. Sony oh, does no. not care about and your I money. I don't think anyone's saying that Microsoft are like evil. And are doing horrible things at this current moment. The, the what this stemmed from was my argument of like the films industry has become so horrible and toxic to make media mm-hmm. because of monopoly. Mm-hmm. I just don't want games to get to that point. You're completely right that I we are not at that point yet in games. Yeah. You can succeed with smaller companies. You can succeed as an indie. Mm-hmm. But if we allow monopoly to continue and to get to that point. Once they have the monopoly, they don't have to do all of this. Let's try and convince everyone everything's okay now. We've got to get people back because they yeah. own the industry. So they yeah. can just do whatever they want. That's what's bad for a consumer. Yeah. Because once they get to that point, they don't have to care about our feelings anymore. But they, they don't even need to get to that point is what I'm saying because S- Nintendo's been doing that for, for, for a long time now. <laughs> they don't care about anything you have to say because they're, they're kind of immune to this sort of stuff. But they're not a monopoly in this industry because this industry is so dynamic. And Sony now feels like they can do whatever they want, as we can see with the PlayStation Portal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, But they're also good. not a monopoly. Like, so that's like you can good. act like an asshole, an anti-consumer piece of shit in this industry, and there's still space for the people who do care about the consumer to to like get 
I don't know, get, get a piece of the pie. That's basically what I feel. One ounce in that argument. I completely think you're right. The issue is if it does get to a monopoly, that's what I'm concerned about. And I think the, what are they called again? The, the Brits with Brits against monopolies. Um, that's like, the CMA. That's the one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brits against monopolies. CMA. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That Bam. Uh, like catchy. <laughs> I, that's what they're trying to stop. They're like, Hey, this looks like you're on the track to get the monopoly on this industry. That is very bad for consumers and is very illegal mm-hmm. for those reasons. Mm-hmm. You need to check yourself. And they're finding a solution, a very round, weird, backward solution. And yeah, yeah, I don't directly think that Ubisoft stuff is going to harm consumers. It's just where this could lead. Because it could get to the point where, you know, they've bought out EA, they buy out Ubisoft, and the only competitor is Sony. Because Sony are never, ever going to sell to Microsoft. They'll, they'd rather die. They'll die on that hill with yeah. their dumb toilet machine. Yeah. Um, they do that, and if we keep, they keep finding these roundabout ways to be like, oh no, but because of this loophole, it's fine. Then they have the monopoly, and then games are gonna take a nosedive, right? Mm. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I'm on. I don't think monopolies are good. Like, I, I want to make that clear. Like, I'm not on oh, the Casey's side of monopolies. Not monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> Casey's not pro crime, not pro monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> wow, uh, hot but, takes. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of stuff in the chat as well, so I'll just point out a couple of things. Uh, Lampy was saying yeah. uh, not to focus on games. We're talking about Microsoft as they are they do horrible things all the time. That is also fair. Microsoft is a much bigger company than just the Xbox branch, and like, yeah. sure, they definitely are. Uh, they have monopolistic intentions for sure. Um, as we but, all, but yeah, discuss things on our Windows computers. Right. I mean, yeah, we're all just. I mean, yeah, you, I, you had a choice. You had a choice. <laughs> you either oh, picked yeah. a, you either yeah, wanted a, a Mac because or a <laughs> a Mac where I can't play with my friends or like yeah, you know, you spend. A, 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 but you can have a Windows That's partition fault, on a though. Mac. That is Apple's fault. That is not okay. So what are the other options? Uh, you know, Ubuntu and uh... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to fight one of a Raspberry Pi. Oh, cool. <laughs> OS myself. Yeah, so a different <laughs> operating system in which I can't run Steam. Awesome. <laughs> oh, great. I can't play any of the games. Oh man! Cool. But yeah, yeah we're not talking. We're not talking about those companies. We're talking about just video games. And I, I will live in my gullible little world where the video game companies don't want us all dead by twenty forty nine. Okay. There's no. There's no crime. There's never crime. Never crime. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> in the video game world. Uh, but yeah, any anything else on this before we wrap up? We, we went a, a bit long nah, today, we- but I think it was worth it. Yeah. Patient uh, it. <laughs> So thanks, everybody, uh, for tuning in. Um, Honey Money, what do you have coming up that folks can check out? Where can they find you? Uh, I stream on twitch.tv slash realhoneymoney. I'm playing through Doom 2016 right now, Mondays through Wednesdays. And then I try to do kick. Yeah. Rip into it. I try to do kick streams, but it's just, I've been sick. It's it's not been happening for a bit. So I'll I'll try and get back to that. Uh, So yeah. Uh, nice. Jamate, where can folks find you? What do you have? To uh, you can find me show? at theescapist.com slash theescapist.com, um, where <laughs> I do a favorite website. Yeah. Design Delve, uh, where I kind of break down game design bollocks, which a lot of you already know. Uh, there are some 
potentially very interesting things happening to my show in the mm. not too near future. Um, so look out for that. They may or may not be happening. They were happening, and then they they weren't happening, and now I think they're happening oh, again. Oh. Ooh, wow! Ooh. Emotional so, roller coaster, right? Yeah, here. it was a load yeah. of money. Uh, it had to go to the higher ups and shit. But um, it's positive things. So look out for that. It should be maybe not next episode. The episode after is when we start to see that fruit. But yeah, I have an episode on Baldur's Gate 3. And if it improved on D&D's design, that's out for early access members um, and also on my Patreon. So uh, check that out. And uh, that's about it, really. Nice. Hey. Jesse, how about you? Where can folks find you? What do you have coming up? Uh, Rex on Jesse, Twitch, Twitter, stream, uh, stream, blue sky, yeah. Twitch. Yeah, there we go. YouTube. Uh, so I'll be streaming on my channel tomorrow at 11 Eastern, just playing games. I should have a three MR coming up on, uh, escape is coming out. And then the Zelda stream on escape is starts on Thursday at one o'clock Eastern. Very excited. Get to play through a link of the past with Marty and then a rotating third chair. Um, and then uh, Casey and I hidden gems tomorrow, which reminds me, I need to pick a game. And yeah. Casey and I with uh, getting some booty on Wednesday. Hey. Play Life is Strange. Play Life is Strange as a hidden gem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like it was too popular, but I'll have to check. Uh, and I think that's it. Nice. Um, as always, you guys can find me at Sigma Gears Nine on Twitch, Twitter, Threads, Blue Sky, and Instagram. Um, <clears throat> uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, my latest review, I think, was for Immortals of Avium. Should have a review dropping for Trine 5 soonish, so you can check that out over on Escapist. Um, aside from the streams I'm doing with Jesse, I also have uh, the Portal streams with Marty. Uh, we should be probably wrapping up Portal 2 the next time we go live, so check out one of the best endings in video games ever. Yeah. Um, after that, uh... Check us out later today over on the Open Party Twitch channel for Super Smash Sunday. Uh, Superman Jeff will be joining me. We'll be playing uh, some real sweaty one-on-one King of the Hill Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, it's a great time. Uh, come watch us commentate and uh, argue with each other. <laughs> It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, but thank you, everyone in chat. Thanks to my guest this week. Great show as always. We'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. Peace. Bye. 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 Bye.